I think you just wish like phones were in the shape of Super Nintendo controllers. <laughs> it'd just be so much easier to just like type in buttons and. Well, actually, it would actually and... probably help get people off of their phones because it would be so cripplingly uncomfortable to <laughs> to use a phone that you you'd stop having people fucking about with. Pokemon Go all the time. You, oh, well, sorry, you weren't waiting for me. Are you playing Pokemon Go again? Yeah, it's like sounds like something out of Escape from New York. <laughs> Guys, um, did John Carpenter do the soundtrack to Pokemon <laughs> Go? <laughs> I'm busy. I'm catching um, ratatatas or whatever they're called. This is pitches. all you've been doing all day. Um, Why are you out driving? When do you guys get here? We've been here for several hours now. Okay. I've whacked it twice. Um, are we doing the podcast then? Yes. Hang on. Is that why you were pointing your phone at my crotch? Yes. That's why. Okay, that makes more sense cool. now. Yeah, I'm yeah. relieved. Yes, yeah. I was worried. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is that's cool. I'll just that is reassuring. Mm, mm, I'll just mm. catch that one. Excellent. Right. Anyway, hello. Welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Um, we are going to do what we normally do here. It's the normal lot. It's me. It's Sean. It's Tom. I don't know what else to. Hello. Hello. I've not really been playing Pokemon Go the whole time. Just sixty percent of the time. You see, there was a. The Poke article, which says, which like, or no, it's a Daily Thump one, which kind of hypothesised the idea of a Pokemon Go um, sat nav app. <laughs> oh no, a sort of a no, not a Pokemon Go, a Mario Kart Go. Yes, you know, I saw that. That's great. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm sure it won't lead to many accidents. <laughs> <laughs> that would well, be amazing. I'm 90% Pokemon Go will come up in this week's news. So should we? Well, let's, we get, let's yeah. kick off. Let's let's get start with our normal way we start. What's everyone been up to? Liking it. Just whacking it. <laughs> Not played any games, just whacked it. No, I have played games, actually. Um, do you know what? It's been a while since I did this first. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go first. What have I been sure, playing? Sure, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> it's happening to me now! <laughs> go on, Tom. Sorry, mate. I've been playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh, really? And yes, I bought it in the Xbox Summer Sale. And because I am a gold member, instead of having to pay... 55 quid. What? Member. Yeah, I'm member. Member. Nice. Because I am a, I have a gold membership. Yes, there Very we good. go. Very good. Um, I, instead of having to pay £54.99, got it for £30. Okay. Initial thoughts, because I've been toying with the idea myself. I really like the first Mirror's Edge game. Me, oh, well, that's not a good start. Yeah. Wait, no, I like the first Mirror's Edge game. Yeah. And to be fair... This version of Mirror's Edge uh, Catalyst is probably the best version we're ever going to get. It was, mm. I think it's really good. The open world works. Um, it's not true open world. It kind of is areas that you unlock, so you have to sort of go through a vent to get to another area. It's not like you can go from one seamlessly to the next. You kind of have to find the way into that area. But once you're in... Uh, it's a big old playground you can get involved and there's lots of stuff to do there's lots of side missions the main campaign is not great Mm. but you're there for the free running so if you like the first one and you wanted a little bit more of it and you wanted it to be slightly better and sort out some of its issues 
Mirror's Edge Catalyst is is here. The combat's a bit wonky, but then it was in the first game. You're not there for the combat anyway. No, really no but it does force the game does force you in about three or four different areas to actually have to fight people with guns mm. but you're not allowed to use guns um, so it's there's a few bits where you just kind of it does feel like everything's kind of grinds to a halt while you have to kill everyone and it's really frustrating and it takes a while to do and then suddenly you're back in the open world mm. again and you know it always feels a bit jarry going from one to the other but very good yeah I'm enjoying it I've got EA access, so I'm thinking that I get six six hour trial, I think, so I might do that. Yeah, yeah give it a try. Mm. I would definitely give it a trial. That would give you more than enough time to build up some of your skill banks. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'd give it a try. Um, and you I, played it already? I thought we'd mentioned it before. And you played like a demo of it or something? I played, uh, no, I played it on Friends Xbox. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and I was toying with buying it on PC instead of Xbox One. But I went for Xbox One because it's more accessible than just. Straight yeah. there. Okay. I played inside all the way through again oh, this no. week. Um, I I really like that game. That game's so good. It's really cool, and the music, the original soundtrack, is mm. fantastic. Um, if I can find it, there is just one. Oh no, we probably can't play particular music on there. No, it's fine. We can play. This as long as we talk over it, or it's twenty-five seconds long. I think. Is it? Well, it has to be twenty-five seconds long, does it? Something like that, yeah. Um, I don't think it really matters too much if we're doing it but. this bit of music that moment when you're walking you're trying to avoid the massive shockwave oh my god that bit is yeah. and this bit of music suddenly starts up just after you block yourself and, and you, you remember that bit where you have to set off the rotating oh panel? Oh god, that bit! Yeah, it took me ages. The moment you get behind the panel at the right time mm. is when this music starts. Because yes. previously it's just going boom, and it's a full explosion noise. And then as soon as it hits that panel as it goes past you, it makes that rumble that you hear at the beginning. Yeah. It does that noise instead, and it starts doing that. And I just love it because it's this this moment where the shockwave that's felt so threatening for the entire part up to that point is part of music. Is now suddenly mm. just music, and it's not a threatening thing. And you you're, you suddenly it's kind of going, you got this. Yeah. You you, you 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 got what's going on now. And I don't know why, but it's just because of the story, because of what goes on in it and stuff like that. I I just. I don't know. I get lost in that bit. I love it. Yeah. I don't even understand what it's all about. I don't know why it's there. It might go that bit in particular might go down as one of my favourite video game kind of moments yeah. when you when you sit down and you, you you're really glad you're playing a game. Mm. It happens, especially because less and less before often. you get to that shockwave bit. Yeah. The previous area, there's been a where you've been underground. There's been a very faint. Yeah. In the background, the entire time, and I remember thinking. What the hell is that? Is yeah. And suddenly you go out into that chamber and you see the flash in the background, right, you know, miles away in the distance. The, the building with all the dummies. Well, you hope they're dummies. The shop, yeah. Yeah. But the, with like, they look like crash test dummies, yeah. don't they? Quality. Um, yeah, so that's why I've been playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst and Inside again. Yeah. Um, watching. I haven't really watched anything for a while. Um, I gotta say, TV hasn't been a major hotspot. I watched a few reruns of American Dad episodes, which made me really love Roger. Must yeah. is probably one of my favourite cartoon characters ever. Yeah, Roger's great. Um, yeah, but that's about it, really. Mm. I gotta say, it hasn't been it hasn't been so good. But 
I, I hear we do have some interesting stuff coming yeah. up. Yeah, shall, shall I do mine first? Then Sean can finish up with what he's been up to, which is quite exciting. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I finished Thomas Was Alone, oh. which is a game that affected me more than I thought it would. Like, much more than I thought it would. Like, even, even when I was about halfway through, I didn't realise, as, as the ending came up, I started to genuinely care about those little blocks. Yeah. Like, genuinely feel for them. Mm. Um, and I, well, I'm not ashamed to admit that I was holding back the tears a bit towards the end. <laughs> really? That game is so fucking I good. Think it's the soundtrack at the yes, end. Yes, the soundtrack is, is, is so moving. It's yeah. Eno esque. Yes. Of, and um, noisy wall of guitar sort of um, noise. It's just, it's just epic. Yeah, I agree. I did find the end a little bit of an anticlimax, if I'm honest, though. Really? The, yeah. Where everyone jumps into the portal and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry, spoilers. Well, yeah. Not really. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but something a bit sweeter. I don't know. You wanted them to have a big party at the end. Yeah. Of, like at the end of Super Mario 64. I loved all the nerd references as well. Mm. When like he's he's obviously been into the internet and like yeah, yeah. all like that. He's never going to meet Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And something about the cake being alive. Yeah. yeah just, oh, that, was, that was clever. Just just it? really really good. I loved that and. Um, the, it must have done an incredible job because I played Gone Home pretty much immediately after I finished that as well which is wrapping up games I haven't been to finish for, for a while so and um, that didn't affect me anywhere near as mu- much as like Thomas was alone and that's about blocks and and uh, Gone Home's about your relationship well the, the character's relationship with your sister um, and what's been going on and, and you, you're going through this house basically just like uh, opening cupboards and finding notes and you you're finding out things like spoilers that your your parents' relationship is deteriorating, uh, and then something happens with your sister. Um, I don't want to give too much away because what it gives is this really creepy haunted house vibe, which it isn't. But still, you're going around each corner, turning a light on, expecting something to jump out at you, all the way through that game, and it's not that game at all. Um, and the ending is is, is good. Um, and it, it's certainly emotional, but oh, compared to Thomas was alone, I, and especially inside as well, playing that recently as well, it just didn't didn't hit the right buttons for me in the end. Yeah. Really good game though, really good. It's, I I'm agree with you in the sense that there's too many of these just kind of like walking simulators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is better than everyone's gone to the rapture. It's better than that. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's much better. Than that. Yeah, so it's very good, but um, I don't don't really know what I was hoping for, but I'm glad I played it still. It's funny, isn't it? It's like <clears throat> trying to put your finger on that one kind of guy. I don't really. I, I didn't know what I was looking. Mm. I, I didn't really know what I was expecting out of Gone Home. Yeah. But I do like your comment about the the haunted house. Yeah. I, being a lover of games like well, playable teasers mm. like PT. Yeah. The ordinary is always the thing that I feel is best when yes. it's warped. Uh, and actually, there was a very palpable atmosphere. Yeah. During Gone Home, but it never it never had a moment where it. Well, there was a payoff yes. for the atmosphere. Apart which makes from, it worse. Which <laughs> makes it worse because yeah. it, it did. It just you know you, you want to see something or you want to because you you always think it's going to be that next corner. Yeah, but it never is. No, I um, I, you ever gonna play it or no, probably not. Okay, so spoilers then. So the 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 ending is that your sister runs away with her girlfriend. Yeah, because your your parents don't approve of her relationship with the, with the, with a girl. Now. I, this is awful, I was kind of thinking it was leading up to, because there's a bit where you have to go up to the attic, so I was inching around the corner because I was really worried what I was going to find in the attic, 
And there was a moment's relief when you find just a notebook saying, sorry, Katie, I had to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I, I love her and my parents couldn't accept it and our parents couldn't accept it. Because I thought it was going to be something much more grim than that. I thought it was going to be her. Yeah, because it, up until then, it'd been leading up to her saying, she's going to join the army. Uh, my parents don't, the parents don't approve of mm. this. Uh, I, if I can have one last night with her or something, and then like we then we went to the attic, and I thought we might find both of them up there, mm. uh, dead, basically. Yeah, like a teen suicide. Yeah, yeah. and I was relieved that wasn't the case. But it still somehow didn't hit the emotional button that, yeah. that Thomas was alone hit, which was quite most of the way quite a silly game. It's the narration. Yeah. It's the narration. So and it's well the, done. And it's everything. It's a, And it's as the closer you get to the end, the more peril they mm. seem to be in. And especially when, one by one, they seem to be being picked off by yeah. by the antivirus or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's I even had the thing that, at the end, I wanted Thomas to be the last one that went into the square. Yeah. So I, I aligned everyone up and, and like made sure that he was the last yeah. one. But, so sad. Um, what I've played... A, I've, other than that, I've been playing Overwatch, like a load of Overwatch. Oh, and this new game, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, it's called Pokemon Go. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I have never seen, of all the fads that I have witnessed in my 34 years on this planet, I don't think I've witnessed one that has been this mainstream. It's ridiculous. What about Pog? I can think of one. What? Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. No, no, no. This trumps Pokemon. I don't know if it does. This is adults and kids. I, I was in the I park. Think it's mainly adults. It's the same yeah. people who played Pokemon. I was the in first the time, really. I was in the park yesterday. I went with um, Sarah, and we went to, we we went to the park to try and catch water type Pokemon because there's a lake there. And um, wieners. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we pulled up and we thought we're probably going to be the only people here doing this. So we want to don't make it too obvious. And then. A couple walk past, and they're holding hands, and she's got her phone in her hand, and she's like, and then both her and Sarah just move towards like this one Pokemon that they're trying to catch, and then mm-hmm. you, as you went further to the park, there's a couple of people riding around on bikes with their phone in their hand, like trying to get nearer and nearer to. It's really good fun. Is, is it a good game? No, it crashes every five minutes. Yeah, it eats your battery. Serious problems. And you get some stupid people that um, do stupid things and are going to run into stupid places. <laughs> I, saw it, yeah, I saw it on the yeah. news, actually. It was on BBC Breakfast. Yes. Pokemon Go. It's so funny when you get like very serious <laughs> news presenters trying to like get a grasp on this kind of thing. Like, Pokey. It's called Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the story was apparently... Because it's one of those things, you know, where like you get the sort of media was hype up these things, and they're like, and, and kids are using this Pokemon tool to, uh, and then they, they're like trying to get a grasp on it, and they would come up with these like dreadful conclusions, like, and they could presumably walk out into the middle of the road and mm. get run over by trucks. Mm. Well, they might, but like, Playing they'd have to be pretty Pokemon Go. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things they said about was apparently these fucking undesirables in the US. Are luring like nerds into alleyways yeah. to rob them of their <laughs> iPhones. Yeah, so they, they find out where rare, rare Pokemon are, yeah. and they hang out there. Oh, <laughs> Wait till someone gets them. It's awful. But the, the best story I heard was um, a man in America who was out late at night trying to find a Pokemon, and um, <laughs> he um, he wandered into one of these areas with what he assumed was a group of undesirables, and they looked at him, and he looked at them, and they looked at him, and he looked at them. 
And eventually they, they look at him and go, there's an onyx over there. <laughs> and, he, and they're, they're all on their phones trying to catch a Pokemon as well. And it's just so weird. I was just wandering around. You just wander around St. Albans a bit. And there's just groups of people just mm. trying to find Pokemon. It is it's crazy. so funny. This is just, and this is the potential. Um, I'm going to say Nintendo have, even though Nintendo yeah. only like they own 49% of Game Freak who own who the creators of Pokemon. Mm. Pokemon. Um, but this is the kind of potential audience Nintendo have, and that they need to to re-engage with, and yes. through things like this, through Pokemon Go, this is the kind of potential they have. Nintendo have like the most potential I would say out of all the video game companies like even though at the moment Xbox and PlayStation definitely seem to be like the thing mm. that's connecting more with people of our age group and um, even like teens and stuff mm. and it's only really like people like me and like young kids who are still in with Nintendo <laughs> whereas they yeah, just me and a bunch me of me and hanging out with the kids yeah. Sean and yeah. young children yeah <laughs> um, so but this goes to show people are just like riding this very fine line between oh no Nintendo's oh for me it's a retarder <laughs> like, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous they're it's... like just one little twist away from absolutely nerding out over Nintendo kind of IPs and stuff it's so sweet though there was a group of kids we were just sitting there uh, and this group of kids go got that Bulbasaur yet like, what Bulbasaur There's Bulbasaur over there so fine we'll go over there <laughs> It's just crazy. It's and you're right. from you. I know. Of all people. Mm. You've never owned a Nintendo console in your life. But I like the and idea now you of... you know the names of Pokemon. I've, no, I've always been into Pokemon. You have no, you've, I've listened to you on the pod, but no, so you've never played a Pokemon not, game. No, I've played the card game. Have you? Yeah. I oh, used okay. to have hundreds of the cards. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just you played the card game, not the video mm. game. Yeah. Because, like, I'm a hipster like that. <laughs> um, so, but uh, a while ago, I still don't really know. I get, I get, um, that's worse. I get uh, piss taken out because I say retarta rather than ratata. Retarta. Yeah, retarta. But then also, like, how do you pronounce Alan Thingy's name? Tudic. Yeah. That's his name. That's how I, why I pronounce it that way. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just, just go about your business. It's all right. <laughs> Um, I haven't watched much. Um, I watched uh, some more tabletop, which is good. Played a couple of board games. Played Libertalia again. Played Welcome to the Dungeon again, which is really good fun. And played uh, Code Names finally. Which, okay. That, that game really fucked me over because um, I was playing with some very competitive people. And um, when you can't find words that are linked to Sun, uh, they found it very funny. But yes, that's that game's good fun. Though. I understand why it won so many awards. But. I've not heard of it. Code games, it's, it's good. Code so games. you've got two teams. You've got two spy masters. They're called. You've got a little board in front of you, and twenty-five words laid out on the table, and each word represents either the red spy master's color, blue spy master's color, or uh, an innocent that could be getting in the way, or the assassin. So your job is as a spy master is to say a word that links to as many of the words that you've got out there as possible. So you go uh, two words and say sun, and you could have um, sunbed, for example, okay. and you could have that. But if you put a foot wrong and, you, and the other person picks the other team's colour, they get a point for it. So it's just it's really simple, really good, and I killed so many civilians in it because <laughs> I kept picking the wrong one and then turning it over and there'd be a civilian there. But wow. Yeah, really good. Massacre. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. I'm a bad person. Oh, dude. I'm a bad man. 
<laughs> I always knew it, but that's part of the reason why I'm attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like bad boys. Um, the way. Other than that, this week I'll be getting into. I bought the Force and Destiny role-playing book that I will be getting into with a few friends. I have already vigorously pleasured myself over yeah. this book. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's full of lore, Sean. It's full of lore. And that's not lore as in L-A-W, that's lore as in L-O-R-E. Lore. Well, maybe if um, that would be good for our next uh, our next endeavour. Oh, my God, it's, so, Riddling it's so in-depth. Oh, I miss Jim. We were talking oh, about Jim earlier. Well, Jim could come oh, back as a Jim. Jedi ghost, potentially. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the best thing about it is I'm reading through. There's not too many dice rolls as well, so we can possibly yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. There's dice rolls, but it's all pretty. The good thing about dice is though, you just keep rerolling until you get the one you want. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we did with no. um, Riddling Reaver. No. no. Just put him oh. out of the curtain no. a little bit there. Yeah. 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 Oh, you've killed them all. Yeah. So, I, by the looks of things, Sean's had a better week than all of us put together. So, yes, Sean. I've had an interesting week. Um, well, first I'll talk about one thing I'm playing each together. There's a game called um, Kuru Kuru Kururin <laughs> on the GBA, which okay. I picked up at the Retro Games Fair. I've been playing it. It's just ridiculously addictive and fun. Uh, so you play as this well. You play as this cute little bird thing, but it's not really important. He and he basically flies this spaceship, which <laughs> is this propeller that spins very slowly. So it's kind of like a helicopter, I guess. Mm. But effect- effectively, the game is trying to get his little propeller spaceship uh, through these mazes. And so this thing, if you imagine, it spins like clockwise at like a steady pace. Okay, mm. and there are like a narrow tunnels or narrow sort of bends and things that are too wide for it to fit kind of widthways mm. um, or lengthways I mean and so you have to wait till it turns to the right angle and then quickly make your way through the, the gaps mm. that are too small so when it's at the right angle then you can pass through mm. and it's just the game is so beautifully uh, crafted the level design so it's got these big long elongated curves so as you're going round it at the right speed your uh, propeller is turning at the same speed as and it kind of correlates with the bend and then it adds in um, all these kind of like little uh, springs and stuff, so it will make him spring back the other way. And so there's certain sections where it's just a thin corridor but with um, these little springs on either side, so you have to kind of uh, bounce off one and then quickly make it to the next one, so you bounce the other way, so you're never um, properly enabling yourself to rotate all the way around. And it's basically like a speedrunner's dream kind of game, because it gives you a target time that's really difficult to beat. So you have to like literally just nail absolutely everything perfectly. Uh, to get it in time and um, yes and you've also got to try and do it without touching the edges so you do get like three lines but effectively every time you hit a a wall it uh, ups your time by like three seconds which basically kind of like ruins your run if you're Mm. trying to go for like the best times but it's just like ridiculously addictive it's called Kuru Kuru Kuruin (laughs) (laughs) hang on sorry is it is it called Kruin or is it just Kuru 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 Urin Kuru Kuru yeah. Kuru There's like a, it's a Japanese game and it's um, I'm not going to do an impression no, no you're well, not. The, there is like the woman and the, it has got like a, a, a voice clip of someone saying it at the start and it says it's more sounds more like Kuru Kuru Kurin but it's fucking so much fun anyway but it's like a series that isn't very popular over here but I think it's more popular in Japan maybe oh, it is. very cool very nice um, last weekend okay I bought a console last weekend I bought the sorriest looking PlayStation 3 you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I got it into my head that I, I was going to go to... I've always wanted a PS3, by the way. I've always wanted one of those games. I, I desperately want to play on it. I just haven't got around to it because I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. Mm. But last weekend, some days, I just wake up with the urge and I was like, I need to go to a car boot sale today. I could just feel it in my bones <laughs> that there's going to be like bargains galore. I'm going to find all this 
like Game Boy games, I'm going to find it, or whatever. And um, so I got into my head that I was going to go to the car boot sale, and I like got dressed, got ready, got Jade, like, you know, come on, let's go, let's go, let's get on board. We walk outside, and it's like fucking, you just see this dark, gloomy cloud overhead, and I was just like, oh no, it's going to rain, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. I was like, no, we're going anyway, come on, we're going anyway. So we went down. And by the time we got there, it was actually almost like fucking tipping down. And this car boot sale was like a quarter the size it normally is. It's just like a few little meagre stands, and it was just the most depressing place to be in the world oh, ever. Because it's in, um, it's in like an industrial state in Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like pretty grim at the best of times, but yeah, when yeah. it's like raining as well, it was just so. Different. But you know, I was on a mission. I was just like, fuck, it, I'm going there. Um, we went in and. <laughs> I, I, I like we had to buy something right because we didn't have any change on the way in so they were like just pay us on the way out and I was like oh but that means we've got to buy something and I'm like looking around <laughs> saying, there's about like 10 stalls here so I've got to find something so anyway we're like looking through the DVDs a bunch of fucking DVDs but I see this like really sad looking PS3 sitting on this table soaked with rain nothing else with it just the console and so like I went over to the guy and I was like uh, so like how much is the PS3 and he answered me um, but I didn't like quite catch it it sounded like he said like 70 quid and I was like oh okay and that's, that's like way more than I'd want to pay for like some dodgy fucking PS3 because that's how much they are in like yeah. game stuff anyway I was like I, I went away and I said to my wife who um, was like looking over picking up a Breakfast Club DVD <laughs> and I was like ah, cool. I was like can you go and ask that guy like, how much the PS3 because I'm sure he said like 70 quid but I, I wasn't like sure I wasn't sure I just want to check anyway she goes over and she comes back and tells me no he said 7 quid so what? I was like, yeah so I was like what? I was like I can't like pass it up I was like do you know what it's obviously fucked look at it it's like covered in rain there's nothing with it why does he want 7 quid so I was like obviously it doesn't work so I went over to him and I was like okay so you want like 7 quid for this he was like yeah you can have 7 quid he said I paid 5 for it and I want to make a couple of quid in it I was like okay and I was like presumably it doesn't work then it's like broken he's like well I don't know I don't know I just I, I'm just passing it on really I don't know anything about it it's just like he was just like well, I assume it works but if it doesn't you know I'll be here like next week or whatever and I was like Ooh, breaking Sorry. news breaking news Dan um, yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, he says yeah so, so he says he, he doesn't know if it works or not so I'm like oh, I'm like fuck it for like seven quid I'll take a punt do you know what I'll take a punt there might be something like just obviously wrong with it like and maybe like fits if not it's just a big paperweight who cares it's only seven quid anyway we bought a breakfast club DVD with it and he basically gave it, knocked off a pound for that so I've got a six quid. So I've got a six pound PS3. All the cables? No, no cables. Oh, so no just, cables. just the unit. The block? Yeah, yeah, just the block. So I took it home. Luckily, the, the PS3 power cable is basically just it's a kettle pet- lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the leaf of the telly is just HDMI cable, which I had for my 360. Yeah. So I had like those. The only thing I didn't have was a controller, but it's like, plugs it in, nothing happens. I'm like, okay, so it doesn't work, but I'll like open it up. So I open it up. And um, I just kind of had a look inside, and I could see like someone had literally tried to prize it open, yeah. like the, um, the 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 screws had been like ripped out of their sockets. <laughs> oh, so they obviously oh. did because it's got there's one like particular screw bit which is um, like a, the star shaped one that they use for like security mm. bits they call them. And um, I have that because I occasionally open up things like this. And um, so I was like, I opened it all up properly and was like looking inside and I was like, do you know what? It's obviously it doesn't work because someone's trying to rip it open to try and see what's wrong with it. 
So they must be really desperate. But anyway, I kind of like just took it apart and then basically I couldn't really see anything obvious. So I just put it back together, closed it all up again. And then um, basically I was like, actually, I'll try a different kettle lead because I didn't know about the kettle lead. Fucking put it in, it works first time. Oh my God. powers up. So it was a fuse, was it? It wasn't actually. I think what I did, when I like fiddled about inside, I think I must have, re- something was loose and I reconnected it. Because because I retried the old kettle lead and it did actually work the the old one but wow yeah so I got this fully working fucking PS3 for six pounds I just had to go out and buy a controller which I bought for twenty quid from CEX mm. a Dual Shock so yeah I've got a PS3 now I went out and bought Metal Solid Four with it for one pound fifty <laughs> you're you're not gonna do much playing it's just sitting watching cutscenes <laughs> oh tell me about it yeah well I have been playing I I love the Metal Gear series I really do. But, um, yeah, you're right, there's a, a shitload of cutscenes in it, and it's quite frustrating. It's just... I really, I, I, I love and hate Hideo Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> He's got such a like wonderful sense of humour. Did he, he just... do Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd mentioned so. it. That's you, exactly, yeah. I know. He should really put his name on it, because <laughs> do you people might not realise. I think actually the beginning and end of every single mission in the game, he mm. should say... Uh, I think that, that I think that does, as well. You know, presented by, directed by, yeah, and, and, and every mission should have credits. It could even sort of just maybe it could just be like a watermark that just sits over the gameplay. Why not have that, that at the start, and the end of the main mission? But then it also just you know just a nice transparent layer, just saying Hideo Kojima. Yeah. yeah, and then people will then finally, finally figure out that yeah. he is to do with the Metal Solid, and maybe games. he could digitize himself and be a character in the game. That's a yeah, because everyone idea. would then see him and go, "Hang on, that's Hideo Kojima." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny because the first cardboard box you get in the game, it says, um, it's, "Oh, it says like no room for Hideo or something on the side of it." And that's not even a joke. It really does. I sound. know, and it's not. It's not even <laughs> tongue in cheek, is it? It's like I, I genuinely go through life thinking that Hideo Kojima is terrified. People I don't, don't realise that he is. He thinking he'll cease to exist if people don't so, say his yeah, name. Like, we should we should pull these ideas together and just contact Konami. Because <laughs> they'll want to know, won't they? Tell them to stop making their pachinko machines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should go find some pachinko machines of the new Metal Gear Solid and write Hideo Kojima all over <laughs> them. Because that'll show people. That'll show Konami. But then they'll know. Everyone will know that he was involved with the Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. Which I don't think people do well, I don't at think the moment. Anyone knows. I mean, I don't really know. No. Well, it was only because I... Mentioned well, it. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just probably... aware there was some dude with glasses. That was it. Mm. He deserves some credit. He should probably name his new production company just like Kojima. Just something like that. Yeah, really yeah. simple. Owned by Hideo Kojima. Please stop being so bloody humble. No, no, he is humble, isn't he? Oh yeah. man. But anyway, it's a really, it is a cracking game. It's really, really good when it finally lets you play the damn thing. <laughs> and it's got, it is very funny as well. It's got like really good. I love the way it kind of Metal Solid games straddle that l- line between the super serious kind of. Talk on war is the, the, the new economy and all this kind of stuff, like serious, thought provoking topics. And then the next minute, you've got a guy who can't stop shitting himself <laughs> and an albino monkey that drinks Coke. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, weird that one, isn't it? <laughs> so, it's about as jarring a change of tone as yeah. you'll experience in a game. <laughs> yeah, but then to be fair, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 is pretty much the same. I've played about 10 minutes of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, I want to really work quiet. up to that. I, I tend to like play all the, the Metal Gear games late. <laughs> to get to I'm kind of late. I'm, I'm like always playing them way after they came out. But I did always play them. I always really enjoyed them. <clears> so <throat> I, I've always known I wanted to play all through it. So I, I picked up Metal Gear Solid uh, Four, which I, I, is what I'm kind of currently playing, and it, yeah, it's great. The other games I want to play on PS3 desperately are Nino Kuni, the Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli um, RPG. 
Yeah, of course. No, excited yep. about. Yeah, got it. No. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> even you, Tom. Even with you and your cynical face, must love Studio Ghibli. I, I no, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, what else do I want to play? There's like some good PS2 remasters. Like I want to play Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Because I never got to play them on PS2. Mm-hmm. The other good thing about this Bloody is... Bloody marvellous! Sorry, that yeah. is one of my, Shadow of the Colossus is one of my favourite games okay. ever. It yeah, is yeah. marvellous. Because that's the um, the new Last Guardian thing, isn't it? The same yes. guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I never played them on PS2. I played a little bit of Ico, but not enough to get into it and blah, blah. Um, but yeah, this is the model I got of the PS3. It's the backwards compatible one as well, which is oh. what I really wanted. Which is like slightly more valuable as well. It yeah. turns out it's got... A, Flipping because they only sold them with like up to eighty gig hard drives. Yeah. My mum's got like a three hundred gig hard drive. So now. someone's put another hard drive. Yeah. In. Someone spent a lot of money on that console. Yeah. And you've bought it for six pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's amazing. A score. Yeah. That, that is a proper score. Yeah. That's, that's the purchase of damn of the decade, I think, mm. so far that I've heard of. And um, some some to add to your list that you probably you might not play Portal Two. Do you ever play that? Is that on PlayStation? Get PlayStation Three? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was like that's an Xbox thing. No, no, no. It's available on both. You can get the orange box on PS3 as well. Oh, okay. So you can get Portal 1, basically. Um, yeah, there's some Vanillaware games as well I want to play, because I really love... One of my favourite Wii games is Muramasa the Demon Blade. Okay. It's like this beautiful um, hand-drawn mm. 2D side-scroller. And um, the company that made it made like a bunch of games before, and they're all just like equally just like so, so stunning to look at. Just like They look kind of like watercolour paintings. Yeah. And they're kick-ass games as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited to play that. It's Odin Sphere and Dragon's... Crown or something like that. I think people are still playing Fat Princess. They probably won't, will they? Well, not the same people. No. That's a good game. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I liked that. That's good. Mm. But yeah. in terms of playing, that's all I've been playing. Yesterday, um, or Thursday, I should say, uh, Jade came running. This isn't like related to what I've been playing or what I've been watching, but it's what, just been, what I've been doing. Mm. Yes, and it's kind of relevant. Um, but the other day, uh, my wife came running in, basically said, Ash are playing a, um, like a secret gig. You know, where like sometimes bands do these mm. like last minute uh, notice kind of, we're playing here. Yeah. Buy tickets now, you know, it's going to be tomorrow. And we're like, fuck me, yeah, we've got, we got to go to that. Because we're like big Ash fans. And um, they're touring later in the year, actually. Um, but it's when my wife is like, the week my wife is due to give birth. <laughs> and she was still thinking about it. She was like, oh, can we go? Is it right to go? Can we? I was like, not really, no. Um, so, which <laughs> we, we, she was like massively excited. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. Um, we got the tickets, and then she phones me up um, yesterday uh, on the morning we're supposed to be going. She says, um, "You might want to wear your Star Wars t-shirt." And I was like, "What? Why?" And she was like, "She was like, honestly, wear your Star Wars t-shirt. I think it's like a Star Wars thing." And I was like, "No, well, I thought you said it was like an Ash gig." And she was like, "Yeah, but I think it's a Star Wars thing." And I was like, "No, I'm just gonna wear my Ash t-shirt. It's an Ash gig. What do you mean?" And she was like, oh, I think it's so. And we, anyway, I was like, oh, I don't understand what the hell you mean. What do you mean? It's like a, 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 like a quiz or something, a Star Wars quiz or something. What the hell are you talking about? And she was like, I don't know. It's just like a Star Wars thing, Star Wars night, but Ash are going to be there. And I was like, right, okay, this is not what I thought at all. But I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Anyway, it turns out it was um, this uh, gig called Hashtag Cantina, which is a gig for Star Wars fans. So it's this whole uh, event where they had like three bands on, Ash for the headline. Yeah. Ash being, I don't know how into it Ash you guys are but they have like links with Star Wars 1977 for Star Wars 1977 yeah, yeah the, the album is named first after first opens the, with a TIE Fighter exactly the TIE Fighter Screech they, yeah. they used to play the Cantina song yeah. live they've come out to 20th Century Fox at the start of their gigs before <laughs> I think they've played the Imperial mm. March as well 
Um, yeah, they've got kind of some uh, light side, dark side as a song yeah. off of 1977. Uh, so they've got like a few links to Star Wars and they're, they're like big Star Wars fans and stuff. So, so anyway, they were headlining this event. But the two bands before, well, actually, when I first turned up, there was like all these dudes in like proper, legit Cosplay. costumes. Yeah. Like fucking epic costumes. Yeah. Like yeah. there was proper stormtroopers there. Yes. And like I went over and said, can I take my picture with you? Did you get this like, as a celebrity? <laughs> and he answered it in like the voice box. Oh, it that's wasn't just amazing. some guy. Yeah. It was like, oh, was it the 501st? They're, they're the big ones. They, they do all the conventions. I, and I stuff. don't know, to be honest, but it was just so cool. He, he came back and the voice was like, oh my god, you've got a Stormtrooper's voice as well. How do they do that? I don't even know sure, how that works. you've got to come to a convention at some point. I know, that's the thing. This is all, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen like anything like that in real life yeah, before. Yeah. And like to be like standing right next to it and stuff. So it had like Stormtroopers, they had like Imperial officers, yeah. they had like Guardrous stuff as Leia. Um, oh man, it was, it was just, it was so good. I got a photo with Boba Fett as well. Boba Fett had the voice box as well. Oh, that's man. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the three of us will go to one of the conventions mm. at some point this year. And we should probably do that anyway. And do some t- interviews. Yeah, we'll interview some people dressed up in nice. stuff. That yeah. sounds wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's cool. do that. Um, and then, anyway, the bands that are on, there yep. was, um, first of all, it was a band called Blue Harvest. Yes. Have you heard of them? Well, no, I know what Blue Harvest is, but yeah. What is it? Blue Harvest is the original name for Star Wars. Ah, before okay. that was like the, the secret name that Actually, the, the project sorry, name. For not Star Wars. Blue Harvest, Blues Harvest. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, amazing. One of them. And so they their whole MO is they do eighties um, kind of nostalgia tunes, and then some of them are just the tunes. They do like the Ghostbusters thing. They mm. played Magic Dance and Labyrinth. They went from Let's Dance into Magic Dance. Oh my so god, that's amazing. amazing! Yeah, it was epic. And um, they and then they do kind of songs with the Star Wars twist so they had um, Stevie Wonder's Superstition but instead of um, you know the usual lyrics it was Obi-Wan Kenobi and all those lyrics about Obi-Wan Kenobi (laughs) (laughs) they had um, oh my favourite one as well was um uh, hey little thing, let me light together because mama I'm Leno Carizian, yes I am. And um, <laughs> it was it was brilliant. It was genuinely really good. And they actually had a special guest on, who was a guy called um, I think his name is Dave Collins, David Collins, okay. who who is the lead sound um, designer for LucasArts. Okay. Um, and he does voice acting as well. So he he's played uh, Han Solo in um, like like a radio drama or something or okay. a game. And so they had this like call and response thing where they were like he was singing about Han Solo. Why did you shoot Greedo and all this kind of stuff? Like to so this like blues silence. And then he was like answering as Han Solo, which was fucking awesome. But he was like he's really good on a guitar. It turns out as well. But yeah, no, it was epic. So we watched them. Then they had like DJ sort of in between, just playing like more tunes and mm. stuff. And then um, they, there was another like Star Wars tri- tribute band called Darth Elvis and the and the Imperials, which That's was awesome. like an Elvis tribute that was like Star oh Wars themed. Yeah, which the, the highlight of that was um, the uh, caught in a trap. Obviously, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually about uh, Boba Fett being caught in a sarlacc pit, and it was like we're caught in a pit, and then he got all the crowd shouting, <laughs> "It's a trap." <laughs> But it was great. It was, fucking, it was such a good night, and then Ash obviously like rounded it off, and it was just—it was just. Did Ash do an Ash set there or not? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They just did like an Ash set, but they did um, like lose control. They yeah. did the Cantina song, 
And they had a single like last year or something mm. with this American guy called um, Van something Steve um, Ludwig. I can't remember his name. Um, and they did a single called um, "We're Living in Star Wars Times." Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I just touched it. <laughs> yeah, and it was basically just like a song about how where we're living now is basically like Star Wars times and talk about the Emperor being like the Queen and stuff <laughs> but that was quite, that was quite cool <laughs> awesome. it was just like it was just a, it was such where a was good it? night because I basically went along just thinking it was Ash yeah. gig and then like which would have been good enough for me you know because I love Ash but then for it to like combine like two of my favourite things into like one epic night it was just like oh it was, was so awesome. much fun it was so much fun I think I like the most about it is that is that it was completely unexpected. Yeah. yeah. Like, your, your business just suddenly was like, you should probably wear a Star Wars t-shirt. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. fuck it, right, well, I'll just put on this, yeah. I'll just put on this tour t-shirt. And then you turn up and it's just like, just imagine, you know, that kind of you're jumping out of New York cab and spinning around in Times <laughs> Square. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Well, maybe when Obi-Wan and Luke turn up at the actual cantina. Yeah. Hmm. Did I ruin that? I did. That sounds excellent. Where was it? It was in uh, the O2, but not the O2 Arena. It was in the thing oh called my the God, Brooklyn the little... Bowling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is a really nice little venue. It's a bit like when we played at Jumping Jacks. So yeah. It's like a similar interior to that, except it's actually got a bowling alley. So some people like bowling. That was one that. empty ass bar, man. Yeah, this wasn't empty. This <laughs> we were like one of the last band. bands to play it before they closed. That so. was well, so funny. Do you remember? We... Sorry, this is really like reminiscing here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we played a gig at um, a venue called Jumping Jacks, which is usually more renowned for kind of. Divorcees, yeah. <laughs> divorcees going. Cougars on the prowl. Yeah. Two for one, WKD. Yeah. 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 The, the kind of music we were playing was not the kind of music they would want to come along and listen to. Live bands in general were not the kind of thing they want to listen no. to. Um, they want stuff they can bump and grind to. Yeah. We uh, we played with a couple of decent bands though. One of them had an incredibly hot lead singer. That's, that's with the see through dress. Yes, yes, she was brilliant. That was awesome. She was, and um, that was a great. Great but evening. The, the, the most, the funniest thing about that was they had this VIP area set up, and when we were in the VIP area, we were outnumbering the people outside <laughs> the VIP area. <laughs> I mean, that, that was one of those. That was one of those gigs where you sort of turn up at a place and you realise that the guys who promote it haven't done any promotion whatsoever. Do it right now, though. And well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, he's yeah. doing fine, um, but. Uh, so so basically, I think my mum and dad showed up. Oh, and my parents two of their did. friends, your parents. My ex um, and her parents. Your ex and her parents. And I think then um, my wife's sister and a bunch of her friends mm-hmm. and her sister's friend's brother. Mm-hmm. And basically the other bands hadn't bothered to bring anyone. No. No. Because I think they were expecting to be rammed. Yeah. Well, so we, we headlined, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Headlined. That was also where we took some of the some of the band photography. Yeah, remember? we actually mm. used that. I think Jade was and Jade and Bryony were. Oh, Bryony well, was Lucy took a, a video. Mm. That was our first video recording that went online. This is this is. Let's 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 move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is like so self indulgent. So yeah. news. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. We've got about fifteen minutes left. Uh, we, 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 it can, we're in doing two this week, right? Yeah, that's if, true. Yeah. If it runs over, it's fine. Okay, so. Let's lead on from Star Wars to more Star Wars. Okay, go for it. Uh, Ro- uh, Star Wars celebrations going on at the moment in London. Yeah. Which uh, looks fantastic, and I'm very jealous of all the people I've seen that have been there, that yes, are there at the moment. Too. 
uh, there was a Rogue One panel and they showed more footage from Rogue One. Um, it's more like, do you remember when last year they did the production uh, trailer for Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. They've done something similar for Rogue One this year. And <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it looks, it looks um, it's basically Garth Edwards going through how he feels like a little kid now he's playing around with Star Wars. And he's, <laughs> he's saying, like, you remember when you play around with Star Wars toys? And he goes, it's a bit like that, really, uh, but on a much bigger scale. But there's new footage, there's new characters, um, and it just looks great. And this film just looks fantastic. It looks like it's made with so much love, like the last Star Wars one did, mm, to be fair as well. I'm um, so, so excited about Rogue One. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And the whole thing just ends with uh, the main Jen Janors. Um yeah. saying, um, what is it? She's just on like this... Jin Arse. Jin Arse. On this transport character. And she just looks into the camera and says, may the force be with us. Oh. And at that point, I was, I was in a pub. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh but like, people have been saying too much, apparently, at this whole thing. So they've got like actors together that they've got. Oh no! So um, Alan Tudyk, Tudyk, yeah, has said um, <laughs> has said uh, a lot about his character, which has been under wraps, which is uh, a robot, a robot, a droid, a um, robot, a robot, and um, it's he's uh, been reprogrammed by I don't know what his actual name is, but it's Carl Katarn. It's um, Diego Luna's character mm. um, to be much more honest than most droids. So apparently. Uh, Alan Tudyk's just ba- basically playing a sarky droid. Uh, he's spoken to Anthony Daniels about how to get the sarcasm right, but he's he's sarcastic and incredibly honest. This droid, but he's that's my He's um he's Diego Luna's character's best friend, basically. So that should be interesting. Some of the shots just look fantastic. It's a bit where Garth Edwards is going X-wing kills ATAT, boom, and it's like I want to oh, this one so bad. I can see it right now. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just oh, say it right. again. <laughs> That's right there. <laughs> there it is. Oh god. Oh um, god, it's all over the place. Yeah. And the celebration just looks like a great event in general. It sounds yeah. like there's loads of people there having a good time talking Star Wars. A bit jealous of anyone that's done that recently, Sean. Just <laughs> yeah, I should have mentioned this was this concert was supposed to be like a prelude to the celebration. Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. And can I also mention that I I did just post up um, an article on the Too Much Time on My Hands um, website, tmtoh.com, where you can read about a bit more in depth about what I got up to, and my rundown of all the bands and stuff. You may mention it. Thanks. By Hideo Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I read it uh, just before. It's, It's really good. It's so cool to have stuff like that come out literally the day after. Mm. These things happen Try. or up on the up on the website. Mm. So www.tmtooh.com. Yep. First article at the top of the pile. It's great. It's very good. Thank well, you. It's really good. I haven't read it yet, but I'll read it. No, it's really good. <laughs> it's a great, great review. Um, Sean, is there any Nintendo news this week? Not good really. news for Nintendo. No, <laughs> 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 uh, I mean there was something about a, a, a mini NES or something. Mm. Mini- Nintendo are releasing a <laughs> with preloaded with 30 classic games. Hey. It's a HDMI um, emulation console, basically. It doesn't take any real carts or there's no way to load games onto it. It just has 30 preset games that you plug into your telly and it looks exactly like a mini Wii NES. Palm-sized. Palm-sized NES. 
fits perfectly in the palm of your hand. Yep. And comes with, um, actually it doesn't come with you, I think you have to buy it separately. No, no, it comes with one. Oh, it comes with one, you can buy more. So yeah. you can, there's basically like a USB NES controller, mm. a very authentic no, 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 it's NES a, controller. It's a, the Wii. It's an actual the Wii, Wii fittings, yeah. It's a Wii connection. Oh, is it not a USB? No, no you can use it on your Wii as well. Yeah, no, no but that's, no, that, it is a USB, it just plugs in the USB socket on the Wii U. There's the, the ports on it. No, the ports. The, the, the Wii the ports. The Wii controllers. Yeah, you're right. Um, is, are we schooling you on Nintendo <laughs> News here? Because you can use it with your Wii. I yeah. heard that, but I thought it plugged into the USB socket on the Wii. No, there is there is a USB port at the back, mm. which okay. is for power. Okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, so it's powered by USB. And apparently the, the European one, the Americans get a full power supply because <laughs> that makes more sense. That's, that's standard. Yes. Yeah. Apparently you Europeans, they can't do the whole three-plug thing for some reason... So you have to go out and buy your own adapter yes. to be able to plug the USB into, yes. like a USB power brick. This yes. is a bit unfortunate, a bit yes. stingy, because they did that with the 3DS as well. The 3DS didn't come with the charger. You have to go out and buy one. It's weird, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's annoying. Stop being so stingy, Nintendo, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> I thought, but Sean, I thought it was an exercise in keeping the cost of the consumer at a manageable level. I thought vegans well, would love when, this. <laughs> it's not when... When they have to go out and buy it to use the fucking thing. That's true. True. That's very that true. That makes no sure, sense. Yes, I guess it's true. assuming that pretty much everyone's got a USB oh, brick. Oh, sure. I think, I think Dan okay. has a question. I'm excited about this Nintendo news. I know. I'm Everyone never excited is. about Nintendo news. Stop being so excited about Nintendo news. I'm the only Nintendo fan <laughs> of the village. I get to play Take My Ball. But this is this is really yeah. an NFL game. Yeah, this is a really the good NFL game. idea. Mm. It's really kitsch, yeah. and it's actually it actually just plays behind everything you said about things like the Wii. The Wii, the original Wii, was successful because it was affordable, yeah. and everyone could buy it. I know for a fact that the month that comes out, I'm not going to have to have saved for this. I'll just no. go out and buy it because 50 it's quid. like fifty quid. Yeah, 50 and I'll just quid. be like, fuck it. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to plug it in. I'm going to play Super Mario Brothers three until my eyes bleed and that'll have been worth it for me seriously fuck you guys just think, <laughs> just think about this you constantly rag on me for liking Nintendo because they're outdated and you're just playing the same rehashed old franchise and oh why won't Nintendo do oh no they made a miniature NES so I'm going to buy it when it launches <laughs> I prefaced it by saying it's a really kitsch little way yeah. of doing it and actually I, I, would, I, I applaud this I think what should happen now is that all the other ones. I think uh, they, they should make a little palm-sized original Xbox with like Halo Combat Evolved on it or something like that. Yeah, if it's a, even if it's a smaller version of the original Xbox, yeah, exactly. it's still pretty big. It's still pretty big, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, something, something about the size of a cabbage milk tray box. <laughs> yeah. But I, I... No, I'm, I'm on board with this. I, and me, it's because... Oh, I've, I've never played Tecmo Bowl and that's like an NFL... Like, his historic game. People still play Tecmo Bowl tournaments. But and there's the, people to watch them. So. The thing is, what's so good about this is that it's it's what we said. I think Gernless has even mentioned it at a couple of points. Is that is that you go back to stuff sometimes like this, mm. and you just realise how how fun it is. Yeah. But of course, the NES is so so old yeah. that you don't need anything fancy to play it. Like well, we know that in there, there is just there's just like a, a handful of chips and emulation software, and that's it. That's all there is in there. Yeah, this thing could be like 
you could fit that plus like a thousand other games on like a Raspberry Pi, couldn't you? Oh, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. It, you know that's massive for what it needs to be. It, yeah, it's yeah. just for the, the look. It of looks. It, look and feel. it looks great. Yeah, these things have existed before. There's like mm. you can buy like Mega Drive ones yeah. and things from um, like Argos and stuff. I think what well, the appeal of this. So there must be. I'm excited about it as well because mm. I never owned a NES. That was mm. like slightly before my time, and could, well, in a way, because I had a Game Boy, and mm. Game Boy is where I played like a lot of NES games. But they were kind of like the Game Boy ports of them, and they're very, very similar. Yeah. And I was saying like later that I found out, oh, this is basically exactly the same as the NES version of this game. Yeah. Um, so I've always wanted one, and this is like actually kind of like a cool way of me. Like experiencing it in kind of a authentic way because I don't really like emulators. I don't like playing games on my on my laptop like that because mm. I find the temptation to use save state ruins games like that. Yes. I think you have to play them legit and you, you have to like not cheese it. So Doom sixty four emulated mm. is one of the most catastrophically awful things to play. Really, it doesn't work on for some reason. It doesn't work on the okay. um, on the PC keyboard. That's the other thing. Doom well, N sixty four is a is a tough one to emulate because they always look mm. weird because they always try and fix things which shouldn't be fixed on an N sixty four. It, it they try and make yeah. the um, the graphics look too sharp because mm-hmm. they try and remove the N sixty four's inherent blurriness. Mm. But that. It's kind of the way N64 games were made to look. They were made with that look in mind. So when you take that away, suddenly it's like, oh, God. It does look strange. It's, a, it's actually... Yeah. Because the thing is, if you go back to play something like Quake 2 nowadays, mm. which, which is actually, I still think, quite an epic game, mm. a very important game as well in terms of technology. Um, just shout out to Quake 2 there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, it's it, it, everything has too much of an edge. Yeah, mm. exactly. you know what I mean. The, the early days of Polygon, and actually yeah. the N sixty four got round rough edges by yeah. blurring yeah. everything mm. by yeah. doing the whole sort of Vaseline on the lens yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. You know, and that which was part of the style. So to remove it, even though don't to, to modernise makes it look more yeah. acceptable because it's like you want everything to look sharp, but it just, just don't kind of ever ruins the aesthetic. get N sixty four and play De Katana on it. Because <laughs> it's on. fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible game anyway. But the N sixty four version because of the um, lack of guts um, yeah. of the N64 system compared to a PC meant they had to make major compromises. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the, uh, they, they basically filled <coughs> the levels with impenetrable fog. So basically mm. your character ran through missions not being able to see anything more than about 20 paces in front of them. Yeah. Everything else was just The N64 fog. was known for fogging as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just fog everywhere. But <coughs> it's it's cool. It's it's neat. It's really and it just cool. it's it, you can pre-order it now for fifty quid, roughly. Sometimes some sh- shops are doing it a couple of quid less. But you can get it from Amazon, Game, the Game Collections, Myths Toys, Game Seek, Shop Two, um, <clears throat> and there also you can get pre-orders on the controller as well from Game and Zavi. Mm. But <clears throat> I mean, I'm gonna get one. I'm going to get one as well. I'm, I'm excited, and this this is just this is them after two weeks of Pokemon Go being massive. This is them playing their shiny Charizard or Charizard or whatever you call it. I've been playing Pokemon Go as well. This is it, isn't it? Yeah, this is them saying, "Boom! How about this as well?" Yeah, you going. There is a there is a frenzy at the moment for Nintendo nostalgia, I guess, yeah. with the Pokemon. Weirdly, there isn't. Obviously, there is no Pokemon game on. If they would have, maybe they should have done it with the Game Boy. 
<laughs> they could have actually put like Pokemon Red and Blue well, on there. Is there a USB port in it? I was thinking that maybe you might get USB updates potentially for it as well. For like other get like Game Boy games. And apparently stuff. not. Apparently Nintendo have pretty much categorically said it's just a box. There will be. It doesn't connect to the internet. There will be no more. I don't think they've specifically said it. There'll be no more. Yeah, it says the NES Classic Edition is a standalone device that will not connect to the internet, external storage devices, or use physical media of any kind. Excellent. We actually um, we actually reported this on our uh, Facebook, didn't we? Mm. Uh, actually, with a with a full news article with these details in it. Um, actually, on our on our Facebook page. Mm. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in reading that, um, it was the post. At the moment, marked for 12 hours ago, mm. with the headline, Nintendo chooses path of least resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy that. Um, plenty more of articles like that on their way. But it's sad. You know, I know that's a typical mm. article, of course, Tom. Because Of course you know that, yes. Of course, of course I know that. <laughs> Did you like the name of the person they interviewed? What was it? Jim Dubé Fluff. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. So what Tom is actually hinting to is we've started doing, in kind of like a news thump, daily mash kind of way, uh, satirical articles based pretty much around nerd culture, gaming, comics, and all kinds of things. Uh, we might even have some later, I believe. Actually. Mm-hmm. Potentially. So I hear James Gurnalist uh, is uh, in rehab at the moment. Oh, no. no. I mean, oh, no. I mean, no, that, that was insincere. Yeah. I mean, uh, fuck, I don't care. Well, I say here. I mean, obviously me and Sean have been to see him yeah. a couple of times. Is he all right? He's, yeah, he's okay. Mm. He's okay. Oh, shame. He's fine. Okay. I think he just... He's, Kind of getting a bit tired of dealing with piercing arseholes every week. So I can't it's something is what he said, something like that. Mm-hmm. You guys just don't see it. Do you? Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Um, right. Yes. Can, yeah. Can I just say, what do you think about the price point of that? Great. Great. Excellent. Excellent for three classic games and a controller. Thirty, 30 classic 30 games. games. Thir- right. Sorry, thirty games and a classic controller. Mm. That's that seems fine to me. It does. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I think you'd spend more. Getting the old console to work and finding all would, the parts. But obviously, you'd be. Oh, it would cost you a fortune to do that. Mm. But, you know, you'd have the carts and you'd have the. You know, it depends whether you're on the real deal or not, doesn't it? But no, I'm not you, Sean. I just. I'm happy no, to you're quite happy with the emulation. But the, the yeah. argument against this would be you can download these on your PC for free if, you, if you've got the know how, which many people already probably have yes, got all of these. You could. But this is. I don't know. There's, it's a, it's of it's it's, an, it's official, got an air of authenticity official. about it, yeah. and I would quite like to be able to go on holiday with a very small, low-profile version of a NES and know that once my son goes to bed and he's asleep, I can plug it into the That's a good idea. into the um, into the TV of the place where we're renting or whatever and staying, and my wife and I can play a bit of oh, yeah. Super Mario or. Bubble Bobble or something, you know, like that. But the sad thing is, right, the, you mentioned in your satirical news post about this being Nintendo's path of least resistance. Of all the things and I've ever... It's something like being tucked very comfortably <laughs> into their comfort right. zone. Of all the things I've ever mentioned on this podcast about mm. Nintendo, mm. about mm. Nintendo games, about Nintendo, talking about, like, what the Wii U does that's different, what Star Fox Zero does that's different. yeah. What well, all these kind of innovative, kind of unusual things, none of them have ever piqued your interest. They've said they're going to rehash 
their 30 year old console with 30 old games in it and both of you said you're going to buy it because these are the original games I owned it this but this is my point though these aren't rehashes of other games. These are the original games. Well, the original games are fine, but my point is... this: These are the games you that started can't, you the can't, next three decades of sucking criticize, the out of You can't criticise them for choosing the path of least resistance when that's the this only is, thing people are... Um, but it's a, it's, it's a satirical article. I'm not accusing them of anything. No, I'm, no, no. I'm poking fun at them. I'm basically saying, you know, if we boil it down, if we boil it down to the... Um, to the simplest of things. Yeah. Nintendo have, have done a very clever thing to earn a bit of money here, and they're going to sell like hotcakes. They are going to must have items over Christmas. This is my worry, though. This is my worry, is that this reinforces an idea. It's a similar thing. I've got also got major concerns about Pokemon Go as well, <clears throat> in that Nintendo are, you know, they're a business at the end of the day, and they're obviously going to react to facts and figures and what things that make them a shit ton of money. If all they have to do, if, if, they can, if they've pumped all of this money into the Wii U, they've pushed all these ideas, they thought, how can we make this console different? Let's, we try and get a second screen on there. We'll have like gyroscopic controls. We'll try mm. and add in loads of touchscreen support. We'll get all these games that kind of utilise different things that you can't do anywhere else, and no one fucking buys it. Because someone's like, nah, I don't want that. I don't want that. Or whether they try and like come up with like new control schemes, new things, no, well, I've done that, Nintendo. We just want the old stuff. And then... They they put out something like this, a fifty quid console that's just old money for old rope, basically. This is mm. stuff they have lying yeah. around. It doesn't cost yeah. them anything. The, yeah. the, the tooling on this making these things is probably dirt cheap, made in factories. They can pump them out for next and for absolute peanuts. Cost them like this will cost them pennies to yeah. to put each one of these out, and they're making like fifty quid on each one. Mm-hmm. How easy is that for me, for them, and how much profit is that going to make them versus trying to do all the stuff on like proper legit consoles where they're trying well, it to does do. make it does it does raise the it, question it undermines why why bother why yeah. bother with exactly. the NX exactly this is my worry this is my worry that they're going to just think do you know what why don't we just the problem is though that and, and you know not to put too fine a point on it actually you know you know, we, you love Nintendo. You love what they try to do. You you admire that pushing the boundaries, and you admire that trying to change. Mm. Fact is that, unfortunately, change for change's sake, or change, some of the stuff they try and they experiment while it's admirable, isn't good. The majority of people who play and have played Star Fox with its ridiculous control scheme, well, the, as the critics, but if you if you put it on Metacritic, I think pretty much it would come out with a general the control scheme choice for that game was very wrong it was it, it just didn't work no one really liked it everyone found it uncomfortable well the majority mm, it was of a mixed bag yeah but i think it would probably err on the I side think people, of people exaggerate the um the negative um reception of that game it's actually like i'm going to look on metacritic now because i remember it it's 69% on Metacritic, which isn't a ridiculously low score. That's reviewers, isn't it? That's not Yeah, this is critics. No, no, no. The user score is 7.4, so slightly higher, as they generally always are. Um, and it's had as high as 96, and it's had as yeah. low as, you know, God knows what, probably 20. Mm. Uh, so it, it was a, it was definitely a mixed bag, but it's definitely not. A lot of people seem to think everyone hated that game, and it was an awful game. And, no, no, I'm not saying it was, it was definitely um, I'm not a saying divisive. Anyone, I'm not saying everyone hated the game. I'm saying take the control scheme as an example. Yeah, which is the thing you you said. Uh, it, while it's admirable, they tried something different. It didn't work. 
And to be quite honest, no one, no one really wanted it. No, no, no. I, I didn't say that. I, I, I really liked the control scheme. I think it was worth doing. I yeah, no, sorry. I'm saying you were saying, you were saying that Nintendo pushed the boundaries. They tried different things. Lots of people. That's what lots of other people think is that it wasn't <laughs> worth it. it. Kind of, it was just innovation for innovation's sake, and it actually detracted from the whole Star Fox formula. Which is what you're trying to say, right? Basically, yeah. It just it, that well, they I, would have been but better but off saying, with the standard. But I'm saying scheme. most of the stuff. Looking at how the Wii U didn't sell, mm-hmm. looking how uh, the NX is receiving already a relatively lukewarm reception, it makes you kind of go. Nintendo are experimenting. They are pushing the boundaries. They are. They they, they always have done. Mm. The the one time they did it and it worked really well was the Wii. And well, they've been doing it long before that. Well, yeah, but but that, like you said, the Wii is that. The Wii is the the kind of the obvious option when you say for us when people argue and say Nintendo needs to make a normal console. All you have yeah. to do is point at the Wii the and NES say it was, sold over a hundred million yeah. units, which is far more than the GameCube, which was a ter- the NES was a revolution console. because it brought gaming into the home. The SNES wasn't necessarily a revolution because it was an upgrade of the previous version. It, it, well, the SNES invented a lot. I, I, I joked earlier about the SNES controller, right? Mm. It invented L and R buttons, invented um, and invented the diamond layout that yeah. we use on like all, see yeah. all controllers now. They're two things from the NES controller that came standard in controllers now. It was the one games company that's dropped it since then. But as I keep saying, <laughs> you saying the Wii? No, the Wii yeah. U uses that. It's got L and R buttons and it's got uh, yeah, but it doesn't. It's only got two buttons on the Wii on the Wii controller. It's got the the diamond on the Wii U controller. On the Wii U, yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, how little do you know about the Wii U? Oh, I but as I, but as, I keep, <laughs> as I keep saying, Nintendo, Nintendo are are innovative and are responsible for a great deal of games console culture that we have these days. They, you know, some of the biggest IPs in the on the planet, etc. But mm. for me, and for a great many people who observe them from the outside, mm. we see we see fucking. For every five innovations that catches on, we see five things that don't. That, that's the nature of innovation, though. Yeah. That is the nature of innovation. That's always going to be the case. And we also don't see, sadly, the sort of stuff that seems to capture the zeitgeist of our society at the moment. More people want to play COD than want to play Splatoon. More, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just that that is the zeitgeist at the moment. And mm. back in the day. When the NES came out, people wanted to play platformers because they never had anything else yeah. to do that but with before. And Sonic was a massive success because no one had ever done that anymore. It's only as it moves on that people go not as big a fan of Sonic as we are Mario. Mario, you know, the, the level design is great, the characters are brilliant. So you get this transition. Nintendo had it all mm. once. But now, even now, not many people want to play on their Wii's anymore. I have a Wii, I never play on it anymore. My dad has a Wii and he plays on it every now and then. Mm. Um, and actually, you kind of look at it now, and you kind of go, "Well, who cares if it's sold?" Because no one plays it really anymore, apart from the hardcore, the people who want to play GameCube back catalogs. But they are outnumbered because it's not the zeitgeist at the moment. The zeitgeist sits with the corridor shooter. The zeitgeist sits with the AAA release. It sits with the monolithic um, console platforms like the PS4. But this and is the trouble. This is this is my PC. issue with this is turning into like a topic rather than a news thing. Yeah, I'm but... thinking we're going to do news separately. Okay. Let's mm. let's do this as let's finish round this up to finish up one topic and we'll do an hour of news and then see what we'll be about with that. Okay. Right. Well my um thinking with this is again my issue with the whole um 
like cold friend. It, it's consumers are to blame for this, and that's what I find so frustrating because I think people should get behind the people who have a go, who are trying to push. Like you know, we have James Gurnalist on, and he constantly bemoans the fact that games aren't trying to do anything different. It's just the same old shit that you're just showing in front of us. And yeah, these are dicks. I think you have to. You, you have to put your money where your mouth is. You have to say, I'm not going to buy those games anymore because they are just the same old crap and we're just being resold the same old stuff. I'm going to look towards a company that are saying, we're going to try this. It might not work. You might hate it. It might be rubbish, but we're going to try. And I would much rather support that and say, well, I'm going to get on board with you because you're trying something. And my worry is that we're constantly telling that company, i.e. Nintendo, Stop doing that. We're all going to go out and buy the the NES uh, thing, the HDMI NES. No one's going to buy a Wii U, but we'll all go out and buy the HDMI NES. No one's going to buy you know a 3DS to buy the, to play the new Pokemon. We're just going to go play Pokemon Go, which is like the mobile app. So they're going to think. So that to them, they're thinking. So what sells well? Our back catalogue, which costs us nothing, mm. and smartphones, uh, apps that people don't have to buy the hardware for, we can just like plonk on like microtransactions, I, you know, free to download games with full of microtransactions. I've got some bad news for you in regards to smartphones. I think eventually they'll take over from everything. In, yeah. In terms of every concept. Well, a, a smart device, yes. a universal carrier that we have. Yeah. Mm. I think you'll get smartphones and PCs and that'll be about it. Because this is what this is what Konami have realised with um, Metal Gear Solid, right? They, they, they need to Metal Gear Solid to make a fucking ton. Yeah, and they make a ton of money, or they but they cost a ton of money. Hmm. Pachinko machines make a ton of money, but they cost very little. Hmm. Which do we do? Let's fuck it. Let's just do the pachinko machines. Hmm. But, but you said about supporting a company that innovates. I'd rather support them. I'd rather do that. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> And I've said this before, and I always stand by this. The amount of rehashing of the of of the same old sort of stuff, Nintendo yeah. do a lot of. Mm-hmm. Well, even okay. even though even though it's it's Mario Galaxy or it's Paper Mario or something like that, it's still you just hit the nail on the head. It's still pretty much the same. No, 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 no. Have you played those two games? Yes, I have. Both, both of them, and you te- you're telling me that there are similarities be- between those games beyond the fact that Mario is in both of them. Well, considering what, how many sequels has Paper Mario had now? How many, how many Paper Mario games have there been? Sixty-four Thousand Year Door, um, Super Paper Mario, about four, five maybe. Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers have been four. Mario Kart. Mario Kart, well, 8. So, it doesn't have to be up in double figures but to be the same okay. old stuff the key, over and the over The key again. in that, though, is... Call one, of Duty games, there have been, okay. what, maybe 14 to one, 20 games, probably? Yeah, probably the the, the thing is, well. Nintendo yeah. franchises, one per generation. That's what they do. They do one per generation. There is, not, there is never a, con- a, a generation where they've had more than one Mario Kart on the same platform. Never. They've had one on the DS and one on the Wii, but they're two different, completely different games. There's not one's not a port of the other. They've always been different games, um, and it's the same with the sort different of different in terms of they've been made for a different platform. 
just made from the ground up, so they've got completely different menus, level design, controls, like everything oh, for instance, was different. Does Mario Kart six feature Nintendo's characters in Go Karts? Yeah. The theme is number seven. Okay. Here's the thing though, feature. It, it's a racing game. Nintendo the Nintendo have their franchises. I'm being devil's advocate here. I know, I know, I know. Because I'm basically saying that every franchise that you see in the AAA, yeah. Nintendo have done exactly the same. In the sense that they have their franchises that they then create multiple sequels of because they know it's going to sell to the people who are going to buy it. But this is the thing. The Legend of Zelda games, there are many of them because the people who play on those platforms want to play Legend of Zelda games. I'm not looking at it as a criticism. I'm going that anything Nintendo fans can level at the consumers that they call them. Because Nintendo fans often like to position themselves as the true gamers whereas we <laughs> whereas we are the mass consumers that just feed on whatever old shit is thrown away I think it's the opposite I think I, I, I think know, the I, elitism I think, is I think way more no, no. yes, on the but, side but of you're... the hardcore gamers that scoff at kiddie Nintendo casual I think, I think I think everyone says it I think, I think it's, either it's side both, says it's it both, it's both yeah. sides of the argument it's both mm. sides of the coin now see I occupy a different a different area in the sense that while I have mm. a console if I could, I would play everything on PC, but yeah. I can't, because not everything comes out on PC these days, because now the PC gets forgotten and gets its ports years after, in some cases. Like, Assassin's Creed 2, the port of that, came out two to three years after the Xbox uh, 360's version of it, mm. which is ridiculous, considering the architecture is basically the same. It's it's a set, you know, consoles these days are essentially just a PC. Well, the problem is they've got... Cater it for multiple graphic cards exactly. and all that kind of stuff. So it? they go, "Where's the money? Yeah, they're going to hit. Well, let's get it out on the consoles first. And, and there's not many PC. pure PC games now, is there? Yeah, it's mainly mainly everyone has some console some that they console. can play because it's easier. Yeah, and you know that you're going to get the you're going to be able to play something. You know, like uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Mm. It was out. You know, I I bought it on the console first because I was like, there's no point playing it on PC because I don't have a PC power enough to, powerful enough to run it because I'd have to upgrade it. So yeah. you just go, well, the path of least resistance is to buy it on the console <laughs> and just play that. I, so I I'm, I'm not trying to level criticism at anything. I'm just I'm just saying that you, that anything that anything that Nintendo fans or anything that any criticism that can be leveled at the mass market consoles like the Xbox Three Six, uh, the Xbox One, and the PS Four. Um, can easily be levelled at Nintendo as well. Maybe not to such a degree, but like you say, they are a business as well, and they realise that Mario Kart games sell, which is why there are eight versions of that game. eight versions since 1992. That's not many when you think about it. When you think about it over the years, they're few and far between. Mario Kart, you know, the, the gaps between them are generally about five years. It's not like they're banging one out every year and going, come on, buy the next one. Still a franchise, it's still up in those figures, and it's still... <sighs> But everyone like plays the thing is right as I said these are basically like Nintendo have genres and they they know Mario Kart is their is their um, face for their driving games so they say let's make a driving game of course it's a Mario Kart game Hmm. let's make a 3D platformer of course it's going to be a a Mario game it's not there, there is nothing inherent in saying like oh they've they've released like Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario World then um, Super Mario 64 every single game is like completely different they could be if you had like a different skin on it mm. they would be completely different games and no one would say oh that's just a rehash of that they wouldn't it's just the genre 
Mario is just the the vehicle to sell these games. He's just the thing they slap on the front, so people go, "Well, I'm going to buy that." It's got Mario is basically like the seal of quality because they know I've played Mario games before and they've been really good. This is a Mario game; it's going to be good. But I've played Super Smash Brothers and I realised that having Mario in a game doesn't actually mean anything when it comes to quality. Are you joking? <laughs> Do you know the love there is for that game? Yeah, so people who are fans of... No, 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 no. That game way, way goes beyond Nintendo fans. That game is huge. Are you joking? It's, there are many people, like especially in the States, who have a Wii U oh, just so they can play Super Smash Brothers. It's the by far like the biggest... They have like huge tournaments and stuff, which is like people are obsessed with that game. I'm like you, I don't get it. Yeah, I've got same. Smash Brothers, I'm shit at it. I mm. cannot play it for Toffee. Well, because I find a, the controls as, completely difficult, but it is no by no means can you call zero, that a bad game. As, as the find find me a critical review of, that says Smash Brothers is in any way a bad game because that is an amazingly crafted game. Uh, well, probably zero punctuation, I guess. He says that. Um, Someone, someone said to him... Find uh, me a positive review from Zero Punctuation is my counterpoint. There's like three over the last six years. So. Yeah. But he, one was like Magic Land Dizzy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is a great game. Um, but at the same time, the franchises that we see being developed for consoles are, for wanton... I mean, for... for Fallout 3. So Fallout 3 is, in my opinion, a very different game to Fallout 4. While there are tenets of it that are utterly the same. Yeah. It's a big open world <laughs> RPG. I would say 90% of it is exactly the same. Well, yeah. Except it's, again, it's been built from the ground up. And but it hasn't. It's, it's the same mechanics. Yeah, it's about the same mechanics. I'm sorry, but the, the difference between, I would say the difference between, like, Halo and Call of Duty is there's a narrower gap between that than there is between, I don't know, like Paper Mario and Mario Galaxy. Yeah, but again... Or, but, so, or fine, like if you want to pick one in the same genre then... But again, that surely, do, that surely just just reinforces what I said earlier. Not Again, not in a negative way, but it's like, it's saying that every console has its franchises that it and its IPs that it milks to death. Um, that it that it always goes well. We've got a new bit of hardware, so we better do a. Well, but that makes sense. If it, I, I don't have any problem with a new, it, bit, a new hardware, new version of a beloved franchise. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. My issue is when you have multiples on the same hardware. Mm. When you get multiple FIFA games, you get multiple PES games, you get multiple Assassin's Creed games, you get multiple Call of Duty games on the one console. Mm. <clears throat> My point is that Nintendo constantly have this like reputation of. Excuse me, of um, milking franchises when they do one per generation, like I said. Well, what about everything else that's Mario themed? Well, that, as I said, though, that is or... just that's a skin, that's a cover. Like there are so many, like on the Wii, if you t- like, or, or the GameCube or something, you look at, you know, Mario Strikers, but that's like an arcade football game. Mm. It's just Mario. Ignore Mario. It, the game plays like nothing else. It's so much fun. It's just ridiculously fun. Mm. Mario's just the setting he's just as I said he's the vehicle to sell it that's all it is it could be a new IP it could be a complete end of the game but it would sell quarter of the amount of copies and and his arse is in tatters at this stage I think who Mario yeah why 
I don't think so. I don't think it. Make it. I think. I think, I think if they were to keep making the same side-scrolling Mario game over and over and over again, then yeah, I'd agree with it. But they don't. They keep it fresh by having like different kinds of games. There's so many different kinds of games. You don't even like think of it as I'm playing a Mario game. It's just, as I said, it's it's, it's a Nintendo thing. It's just you just know it's like a Nintendo quality. To but it. I'd go back to what I said before. Unfortunately, that's out of the zeitgeist. No one. No the one problem is it. this is the the main problem is is this is perception and it's the perception that's the problem, not the reality. And that's what I don't like is that there's this perception that Nintendo are just doing the same old thing. Why do I need? like to play a Wii U game they're the same as what I've played on the Wii they're the same one. but it's not actually the case it's not the reality yeah. it's just the perception and the, as I'm saying like this is my worry about the NES game kind of thing and yeah that they're going to misconstrue this forgotten that's Nintendo's job to advertise better then it is they do a that's, terrible job that's... they did a terrible job with the Wii U mm. because no one knew what it was no one knew what it was and people who um, like it, they thought they were onto such a winner with the Wii, all they had to do was give the word, it's a new one, and people would go, oh, I'll go and buy that. They didn't realise that they did such a good job with the Wii, people didn't want, there was no desire. Yeah. And actually, there was, it's come out recently, there's been um, like articles of, of uh, bosses and things um, who, who spoke about this before it came out and said, we haven't given like people who are predicting the, the low sales of the Wii U. Some, like... Um, one person was predicting like a hundred million copies, and, they, and then um, I think it, I don't know if it was a water or someone was basically saying this isn't going to happen because we haven't given people a reason to, to need this. Mm. They've got we we gave when we targeted the Wii crowd, they were people who didn't have a video games console. Yes, there were people who never owned a video games console, yes. and this was the first one, so they were, they were brand new to it. So when you come out with a new version of it, you have to give them a, a definite incentive of like. Now you need this one, and people just thought they were, you know, there was like a, a kind of divided opinion. And of course, the the unfortunate one, the reality was that people didn't see the need to upgrade from their Wii. I'm like, mm. when I got my Wii Sports, I'm happy enough. Mm. And they just they did a terrible job. Some people didn't realise that Wii U games didn't play on a Wii. Yes, there were lots of people apparently went into like game stores and like they had to keep reminding them. Maybe it was you who told me this. Yeah, we were just saying, you know, this won't play on a Wii, right? And people are like, no, why not? It's like, well, it's a different console. You used to get it all the time. For a good two years of the, the Wii U, mm. still. So people thought it was just like a Wii, HD Wii or mm. just an upgrade to the Wii. You would buy the gamepad and somehow that would like connect to your Wii. People didn't get it. They did an appalling job of getting word out there. It's, it's funny because my like, friend Dion, <clears throat> he is like, he's kind of like a 50 50 percent like Sony fanboy and Nintendo fanboy I'd say he loves like both he's like growing up on both mm. kind of consoles and um, you know he's got like a lot of affection a lot of time for Nintendo <coughs> but he doesn't have a Wii U and uh, it's funny because I always like say to him you know you should get a Wii U and he comes around like and plays mine and he loves it and he says like and when I show him like certain games and things I'll see a game called Nintendo Land which is basically like the mm. packing game which was like the Wii Sports for the Wii U and it's got some like such cool ideas of, of using the gamepad that shows so much potential for like little games and things like there's this game called like Mario Chase mm. <coughs> where it's like hide and seek so someone has the gamepad and oh they can obviously only see um, they've got their own point of view everyone else uses the TV and you can have up to four people connected with Wiimote so you have five player games they've got like asymmetric games they call mm. them 
And so one player runs off and hides somewhere and they've got to run around the map <coughs> while everyone chases them. Mm. And they've got like a little radar which tells them how close they are. So they're using like uh, communication and stuff. They're all like um, talking to each other to try and like say, oh, well, I'm close, I'm close, I'm close. And there's a bunch of like mini games like that. And they're, they're brilliant. They're, they're so clever and so good. And he said, why didn't they show this off? Had they, like when, when you show off the Wii, it was so easy. They put on Wii Tennis and they showed you a Wiimote and they, mm. they just go bonk, 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 you know, swinging swing the Wiimote and go, look, it does I'm doing what, what they do on telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people can look at that and go, that looks amazing. That looks brilliant. That looks like so much fun. With the Wii U, they just never got that across, like what it can do. But after playing it, you get it. Hmm. And you're like, this is brilliant. This is such a neat little clever idea. It's, it's really clever. But it just doesn't translate as well. And that's so maybe that's why this little mini NES is going to do, is probably, <laughs> and well, not probably, will do so well because people go, it's none of the, it's none of the bollocks that, that we may not know about until later. There's no, there's no frills. There's no nothing. This is, this is gaming as it was, as it was. <clears throat> this is, this is the purest form of gaming. The, the D-pad, the two buttons. That's it. But you can this... do that already. That's, yeah. Do you know what you yeah. said? A D-pad and two buttons. Do you know what that is? A Wiimote. <laughs> there's. You can turn your Wiimote sideways and play 2D side scrollers. You can, um, you can play virtual console games. You can play NES games because it's got all of the NES like a huge library of NES games. Okay. On the but but again, I, I go back to the other thing. In the zeitgeist, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that to anyone else. It doesn't. No one else goes. Oh, I need to turn this around. In their heads, they're still holding a, a motion, motion controller that's a bit twitchy and doesn't do what they want it to. And stuff. you know what I mean? It's like I know. I, I'm not trying to sound like a dick for the sake of it, but 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 you can argue until you're blue in the face. But you're not going to. You're not going to be able to change the zeitgeist of what people what people want. To I think the reason, and I I would sorry, just sort of cut over you, but I'd say as well. Warning signs should be flashing off when we see um, the trailers for the next Legend of Zelda game, which is the is the last is one of the last games that will be released on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And 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 you know, there's there's this like, oh my god, it looks good. You know, it's trying all these different mm-hmm. things, and it's it's got women characters and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's, that's that's the opposite. Of the that's the one thing it doesn't have. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, of course it doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's got an open world, and it'll yeah. have it'll have all these things. And it's like, well, it's great. You know, that that's really good, and maybe that will seem like cutting edge technology or cutting edge ideas for, um, you know, for people who have a Wii U. But unfortunately, you know, it's like kind of. I'm saying again, this is not my personal view. I'm saying I, I'm looking at this perception. That people have. That's they'll, they'll, they'll the just thing go, is, though. Well, why play that when I could play The Witcher? No, no, no. That is not the perception of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild has constantly been. It was voted like the best game of E3. Um, it was like it's. It was in Twitter. It you should have seen the graph that said like trending. It massively, massively out kind of tweeted so everything. Ironically, it could be one of those games that if it didn't have the Legend of Zelda skin, no one would really. No, mm. that's probably true. But people have so much affection for Nintendo IPs. Yeah. So what I was going to say, but how but many people are going to buy even, a Wii U? They're not all people. Exactly. This is the problem. This I mean, problem. I ain't. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, even I, my my, my, my dealer, I've been trying to like get him mm. to get a Wii U for years. Even though he loves Nintendo, he's got a 3DS, and he um, 
in, you know, Alex, mm. who we had on the pod, mm. she's got a 3DS and she's quite happy to sort of like sing the 3DS's praises and talk yeah. about games on that. But I was going to bring when that you up. say anything, about, but she's so negative about the Wii U. It's Here's, like, well, I don't get like why why so negative on the. Here's console. what's crazy: there is um, a definite link between the 3DS and the Wii U in the way they advertised them. I remember when the 3DS came out, and we got one early at work, mm. and I remember just playing with it, going, "This is bloody brilliant! Mm. This is fantastic!" That we had the the AR cards with it, yeah. with the little dragon that comes out. And it's like, yeah. This is great. This is this is fantastic. You didn't see that on any advertising. No, you didn't see it anywhere that it could do things that all you heard about was it was a 3D console without 3D and that people were getting headaches. Yeah. And that's all you heard about the 3DS. And Nintendo did precious little to to solve that. Now, what I was going to say about the NES is there's definite romantic view about retro gaming. Mm. And I think it's quite daunting for a lot of people to... That's your sorry. kicking. Sorry, don't you know? No. I think it's quite daunting... Tap my foot. Oh, sorry. ...for certain people to get into it. And I think this is a good gateway for people that have kind of been interested in getting to get into retro gaming. Possibly. In a small hub with a load of games that are certified as being excellent. I, I, don't don't see, I don't see this as a pathway or a game. No, 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 no. You see it as a dead end. I, I, I see it as, I see end. It as a, both. I see it as mm. a possible gateway. I see it as a possible gateway for people saying, God, I used to love Mario. Like, I wonder what the latest Mario is like. You know, if oh, my God, it's terrible. I'm going to go back to the NES. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I honestly believe if anyone were to play these games on Wii U, they mm. would love the shit out of them. You know, they absolutely love them. But the problem is getting them to play them in the first place. But So I think it possibly the NES would be a gateway into that. They would, might think, do you know what? I used to love Nintendo. I'm going to buy my kids or me, myself, or whatever. I'm going to buy the latest Nintendo consoles to be able to play these on, like the latest versions. So the USB, right? <clears throat> yeah. They plug in USB. So they're going to plug into consoles. No. Do, they've said it doesn't, it doesn't connect to anything. Do we the not, USB is purely a power supply. Do we not think there'll be something to do with the NX that you'll be able to plug no. into the NX? No, this is a TV. They are missing a huge trick then. Well, I imagine they've got bigger plans for the NX than... I would really hope they've got bigger plans for the NX than just plugging in a 30-year-old console. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's the be-all and end-all, but they're missing a trick being able to plug it I into agree. the NX. Look at... My that was, no, yeah, but that would yeah. be awesome. You yeah. buy the NX and then you can... You, you can guys. take advantage of it because then the emulation software might you be able guys. to boost up to widescreen or something like that. Well, it probably is widescreen. It's a HDMI. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be widescreen, but yes. But like sharp, I don't know, sharper. That's HDMI. It's HDMI anyway, and it's a NES game. How sharp do you need the graphics to be? But then, but you guys, you're so retrogressive. (laughs) And it's like, like the thing is, this is, man, it's just like this is the problem. Is people just like don't like Nintendo innovating for some reason? No, it's not about Nintendo innovating. I think we almost hit on it actually quite quite a long time ago. I kept saying. It's not in the zeitgeist. It's not in the zeitgeist. Nintendo do things utterly differently from any other company, mm. rightly and wrongly. The Sony and Microsoft talk to their fans all the time. Often they yell at the fans all the time. That's mm. endlessly. Are you talking, sure you don't talking, want connect? Talking, 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 oh. talking, talking, talking. This is here. This is here. This is here. This is here. They show amazing trailers. They show, you know, even trailers that aren't even, even aren't even gameplay. Mm. They're just <laughs> incredibly the good not. CGI. <laughs> that, the time it's just that draws you in and pulls you in. But you mm. can kind of look at stuff and go, it's 
it's this gen uh, like this gen's graphics are pretty fucking good mm. so it's probably going to be quite good looking anyway uh, anyway it goes on and 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 they advertise and there are adverts everywhere there are spots in major sporting events that Halo Halo 3 for instance had um, the Super Bowl slots and it had slots in all the primetime movies that were being shown on, on um, mm. um, countless movie channels and things like that it was everywhere you can't turn around a corner without seeing Xbox billboards and, and uh, every time you go on to um, games journalism websites there are adverts for those games all over the place and stuff yeah. like that the thing the problem is is I don't necessarily think the perception is that Nintendo are um, are you know that there's that perception that they're shit or they're milking stuff to death or blah 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 or, or anything like that even though there there may be some modicum of truth in some of those I think the problem is people don't feel like Nintendo gives a shit about anyone but the people who are already playing Nintendo they come across a bit more and par they're a bit more and yeah. par and actually at worst smug almost like well we don't need you to buy it so it's like you see you know that's, we we don't no no crazy. But, but we don't need to show you this thing we, you know all these cool things that could that you might really like to see you've got to remember that you don't Nintendo see. were the ones who went after the crowd of people who didn't have a console they're not smug and introvert they're not looking yeah, towards but, their small fan base and saying we're just going to keep but, but cultivating that, but that, you but that was then that was that's then. not that long ago that's, it's, la- that's the it's long, it's a long time in, it's, yeah but it's a long time in 10 years in terms of the of everything that's happened in 10 years of the franchises that have that have sprung up and disappeared and the technology that has sprung up and disappeared in that time <laughs> it's I mean no matter what no matter what I say you will not agree with me no, but but you must agree that um, that you. I mean, you even agreed when we said that Nintendo doesn't bother to advertise these things half the time. That it's not that they don't bother to advertise; they just don't do it very well. They haven't jumped on board. They were very slow to get on board with the likes of YouTube, which they've kind of managed and to get around to now. They were slow no, to get in. They, they've done the opposite with YouTube. They've managed to completely make a bad name for themselves in terms they did of YouTube it. and Twitch they did before but not so much now I don't think I think they're quite I, I think that I think that's still and again like I say stings the zeitgeist at the moment people people want to be communicated through these mediums they they, they go the, this this is how I want to receive yeah. it I don't watch the news on telly anymore because I want to watch, look at it through an app well, this is, the Nintendo occasionally put out like surveys and things because so when mm. you used to do have Club Nintendo, that used to be, and I always used to say when they used to say, "How did you find out about this game?" I'd always put on YouTube just as a default because I was like, oh, "I want Nintendo to get the message." Mm. But they were asking people; they were just slow to kind of <laughs> get into I, it. I have to say, sorry, it's just it's pure comedy—the idea that Nintendo are basing their um, like strategic plans for their console by going to a room full of Nintendo fans going, so what do you, uh, how did you find out about this game? It's like, well, I went into a shop and I went to the shelf that had Nintendo games on and I pointed at the one I wanted and the very kind man went and got it from the room behind. You know what I mean? It's like, well, the ser- oh, I went in and I looked at the seven games that were available. <laughs> <laughs> But like you know, you know, all brevity aside, let's get it back to um, mm. you know, back to the serious <laughs> super talk. <laughs> I I don't see I see Pokemon Go as bad for Nintendo fans. Yeah, but good for the company. Okay, well, m- yeah. money wise, yeah, yeah. Which at the end of the day, they're a business. Yeah. So that you can't blame them for. But they have they have always made 
decisions that aren't necessarily the most business savvy. No, I think they have made every company's making decisions they think is business savvy. No one's out there just to go. Do you know what? I really want to please the gamers. People are out there to make oh, money. Of course, no, but I mean, Nintendo. Like, if it was a water, water had just had such an amazing vision. Um, They've got shareholders, though. Yeah, but he was the one pushing. I mean, he was the one who like said, um, you know, he he believes that games are such and such now, and he, he thinks that games should always be always about fun and fun for everyone. Yeah. That was his kind of driving motto and he he said it himself he was he was uh well, he says on my business card i am you know the head of a major corporation mm. but in my heart i'm a gamer yeah you know he was like a true Be- kind of grassroots level every business is out there as fun as yeah, as yeah. thought park would be <laughs> that's probably a bad example um the, every business is out there to make as much At money the end as of the day, they, they have to make money yeah of course They're businesses, so yeah so i mean it's going to be there's a chance that if, if you have this much faith in Nintendo, hmm. that all this money they're going to make from Pokemon Go, all this money they're going to make from these mini consoles, they're going to pump into the NX and do something very, very special. Yeah, but my worry is what, what, what counts as special? Because if, as I said, it's, the danger is if you, if, you, if you convince a company so much that hmm. uh, you know, free-to-download microtransaction-written games are yeah. the way to go, that's the way they're going to go. And we as the consumers are going to be to blame for that. Yeah, 100%. And we're all going to complain when the next Mario game or whatever, or main series Zelda title or whatever, is just some like very um, shallow experience riddled with microtransactions. It's, 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 that you it's, control on the touchscreen. That's coming. That's, that's, as I say. Well, I hope, I hope it doesn't. It's coming. <laughs> I think that's unavoidable. I think, I think um, it's, it's too easy. To, to not well, to, to do it but in my opinion then that this is that that is the death of gaming I don't think it's the death of gaming I think it's a net, it's a different evolution of gaming that might not necessarily be helpful but we're saying to a point where games have always been created with an artistic vision in mind game mm. developers did it because they wanted to make a great game I, I still want to make money as I well think, it's a, like you're saying it's a business but the core of it the, the people behind it all the, the Japanese game mm. developers were doing it because they loved it and when you look into their kind of thought process of how they created the games you know when you look at like the level design of, mm. of like Mega Man and Mario Brothers yeah. and Castlevania and all this stuff and the visions that the creators had behind these kind of revolutionary games it's like it's a wonder and it's a joy to kind of behold and, and but when business takes over that process when business becomes comes first and says well how can we make the most amount of money out of people rather than how can we make the best game we possibly can. That's the worry. And at the moment, Nintendo are prepared to cut off their nose to, to kind of try and make a game that they want to make. Like Shigeru Miyamoto wanted to make Star Fox Zero with motion controls. No one wanted it. No one wanted it. No one was saying, please make it. If you make the next Star Fox game with gamepad motion controls, we'll definitely buy it. No one was saying that. They played the, the previews and stuff and said, we don't like this. This is too difficult to control. Just make it normal. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to make it with motion controls. And they're like, no, 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 please. Or even if you just add in optional motion okay, controls so- and, and then you can just control it normally if you want. No, it's a motion control game. Because they're prepared to do that because that's his, his, Miyamoto's vision for the game is that. So he's, next next question, do you, think, bit... do you think they'll do it again? What? Do you think they'll make that Star Fox game again? Because if that's no, truly... no, they'll make a completely different one now. Because that's what they do. But the point is, it there's there's almost a degree of arrogance in that. How is 
I, I, don't, I, I, do, I, no, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I do. It's it's not. I mean, it's not necessarily as harsh a word as arrogance, yeah. but there is. There, I mean, it's it's that sort of thing that that puts people back up. Like there are some people who find it very easy to be very open minded about these things, where they kind of go. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Like, you know, that, that that's actually really interesting. I really can't, I quite like applaud that. I kind of think, you know, girl power. It's like seeing it's like girl, when we, power. girl power. <laughs> it's like when we it's like when we were in the band and stuff like that. We had a female drummer, and that was cool, and that added a different kind of thing to it, and it was a different aspect, and it was a, di- you know, and actually, my wife said it was awesome watching us play the band because there was there was us three at the front and at the back as the sort of metronome was Anne sitting there smashing shit out of the skins behind and um, and uh, at the same time it also puts people back up a bit when you kind of go well you know it was his vision he just wanted to create this this game he wanted to use motion control that was his vision and stuff like that despite in the face of all the people saying you know we, we don't want motion controls it seems weird why can't it just be you know why can't we just enjoy the game rather than because people would then go into the game going I've heard the motion controls are a bit crap that might taint their entire playthrough that's, that's what I'm saying it, it, it literally so, happens so, so that I mean but I see it, it as honourable I see it as as, 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 exactly. a, as, as a, a vision exactly. coming first exactly. I don't see it as arrogance I see it as just he's a game creator I, I, he's a thinker and he's he's created amazing games before and he's saying let me try this. I want to try this. I don't want to just like catow to your lowest common denominator kind of stuff where you're going to say, but we just want it to be the same as the last game you just made, but with the two on I don't. End. I don't know whether people were saying that. I think potentially the... the, the That's what the, people the, do the, want. That's think... what people constantly want. They constantly just say, make Super Mario Sunshine 2. Make... A, a well, no, game with normal controls make just another well, yeah, Mario Brothers game that's can, normal without kind of or, or different controls if you're going to make a Star Fox game <clears throat> um, don't make me go into it thinking I'm, I'm going to have trouble with this I, I just want to get into it I want to play it and but it's about you, you would have the first <clears throat> I've used this example before the first time I played an FPS I was so bad at it mm. I was literally like I could not control the thing. It was like mm. my, the gun was going up in the air and then down and then up and down and I was running towards. I could not shoot a damn thing. Now I can use the dual sticks like second nature. Yeah. Just boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, headshot. Easy. That's the, It's the same. We've, we, we don't want to learn anymore. We're not prepared to put any time into a control scheme. This is the problem with reviewers as well. They don't want to be pushed into having to learn to play a game. They just want a game to come with a standard control scheme that they know, I've played this game, but it's boring. But Why do we want that? Why do we want game developers to just go, well, this is controls the same as Halo, and it's just it's got the same controls, but you're shooting zombies instead of aliens. But the, the oh, FPS... Brilliant. The F- what's, what's exciting about that? Well, it's, got, it's got newer it makes graphics. Sense. Because not everyone sees it like that. <clears throat> And the F- the <laughs> FPS controls is the simplest answer to that. Question. Make sense, like you you even so though what controls the FPS controls. Yeah, even though I didn't, I was like here when I first played That's an the FPS. Thing. Game. They don't make sense at first. No, but they made sense. I was just rubbish with them. That's so I had the same I, argument can be made about Star Fox Zero's controls. Okay, so with an FPS, I understand that this is this thumbs my head, and yeah. this is my body. Right, yeah. and my head moves from the rest of my body, <clears throat> and these are my guns. My two fingers here are my guns, or these ones actually, probably more accurate. I don't know much about the Star Fox Zero controls, so you'd have to explain. Okay, so yeah, the um, the left stick. Oh, I've got to try and remember now. Yeah, the left stick. I think uh, you move up, down, and left, right across the screen. Yes. But okay. your cursor is controlled with the gyroscopic controls on the gamepad. 
Okay, so the idea so, is you're trying to... So you couldn't move... You can't just move around. Like in the previous yeah. Star Wars game, the, the cursor was linked to your movement because there wasn't the extra ability to be able to differentiate the two. So in this one, you can be flying left, shooting right. Yeah. So you can shoot something on the far right of the screen whilst dodging to the left. Something you couldn't do before. You mm. would have had to, in the previous games, go to the right of the screen to shoot the thing on the right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this game yeah. adds an extra element where you can say, so when you get it, it's brilliant because you're like, I can do so much more than I could before. But it's, and it's, it's not like I'm playing the game like haplessly kind of crashing into shit and going, this is what I'm annoying about. There was one particular reviewer called Jim Sterling who was a grumpy son of a bitch and he, um, he basically absolutely shat on this game and his review of it was basically, the controls are awful, the controls are bad and I was like, I'm not his biggest fan I've anyway. got this game, I'm playing it I'm not having the problems you're having. Like, so you cannot... Someone can't sit there and say, these controls don't work. You can't use them. That's what the problem is. You, Jim Sterling... I'm addressing this to you now. You cannot play that game for shit. It's not... It's nobody else. It's not Nintendo's fault that you can't play that game. There's nothing wrong with the controls. It's just that... I can understand people saying... I get when people say they're needlessly complicated. They're needlessly difficult to pick up. You could just have but the old controls. But do you understand when people say, I don't like it? Yeah, I understand yeah, that. Don't, I don't like enough, it yeah. when they say, I, yeah, I could perfectly understand that. that I don't, I don't get sense. it when they say, these controls are bad. Mm. They don't work. Because I'm like, well, no, no, I but, can play it fine. But, but no, no. I, they, they can say it's bad. The controls are bad. Because all reviews are a personal statement. So if they go, the controls are bad, they're saying, from my point of view, the control system stinks. But other people will say, if you give it a try, you'll get it. It may not necessarily be the most intuitive thing first. If I have reviewed, I can't remember what the first FPS I played was, with dual sticks. It might have been a Call of Duty game. The first first one I played, Mm. I may have come away from that. And say if I was a high-profile reviewer with lots and lots of followers a huge audience I could go and influence with my take on this game and I go and flat out say the controls in this game are shit they don't work they don't work I was trying to play the game I missed everything I couldn't shoot anything because in Doom it was easy I could move left and right and it auto aimed and shot things in this game you have to use the other stick to be able to shoot but you can't because it's so sensitive so you end up shooting up in the sky and then shooting in the floor and you miss everything around you and barely I could even, couldn't even walk in a straight line without mm. you know, not being able to see where I was going um, I could have written that review I'm on your side on this one I, I, I think there's a lot of reviews that deal they're like Sith still in absolute <laughs> yeah, and I think Jim Sterling's one of the the, the but guys. I, again, that, I yeah. don't see what's the problem. Even if you had written that, and mm. to be honest, people probably did at the time. They probably went. It's there is one famous review of, of uh, Alien Resurrection, the mm. Alien Resurrection game, which weirdly, apparently, I saw this on a YouTube video. Mm. I'll give props to Larry Bundy Jr. It is like a not very particularly mm. big YouTuber. Anyway, he he pointed out did like history of this, and he basically pointed out that that was the first game to use the modern control scheme. I think it was on PS2. No, 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 sorry, on a a DualShock controller. It was the first one to map, and there was like a GameSpot article which shat on the game and tried to, and did exactly what I was just saying. Basically said, the game doesn't work, and he kind of like mocked the fact that your aiming is mapped to the right stick, which just doesn't work at all, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny, because it's not understandable. Yeah, but again, I mean, it's not, you know, it's... I mean that that is what you were saying is bad, which I I yeah. would wholeheartedly agree with. If someone says it, they don't work, yeah, 
then I, I, I hate that because yes. it's, it's actually a wrong, it's a wrong use of English because exactly. it's, cause it's actually saying, they, well, they do work, they may not work well, but they work. But they might work. But if you if you can't but when, use but when, them, no, but it's not about that. It's when it's when it's it's, it's literally the language. It's the it's the it's the, the problem I have most with it is that you're getting het up because someone said they're bad. Yeah. Right. I I don't care who you are. If someone turns around to me after I've played something that I found I found difficult to play because mm-hmm. the controls were not to my liking, and I said these controls are bad. Like I, I don't, you know, I don't understand how the hell to control this. It's it, that is that is just a saying they are bad is is coming out of my mouth. Therefore, it's my personal opinion. It is that uh, the controls are bad. I'm not saying they don't work because they do because I'm moving around, but I'm just moving around in such an insane way that I just can't, I can't deal with it. I think as a reviewer, as critic, though, you've got more. Yeah. responsibility rather than just a conversation exactly. that would just be had because you can affect the bullshit. sales you can affect the sales Sorry, of the game I think no, that, fair but again can, the, if the, you're a high profile YouTuber like Jim Sterling yes. you can affect the sales of a game like legitimately you can tank a game mm-hmm. you know, if you are a high profile YouTuber and your YouTube video is the review that people go to to watch and you fundamentally said something as a, you, when you say something's bad you're not stating a matter of opinion Saying I don't like the controls is stating a matter of opinion. Saying I couldn't get on with the controls, saying you know something along those lines. But if you say these controls are bad, they don't work. That's like a definitive statement. But You're if, saying, if, if I'm watching a YouTuber saying that, I will be I'll be looking at them going, this this is them. They're saying this to me, and unfortunately, actually, we're getting to the point where we start bad mouthing people who can't seem to disassociate themselves from that sort of stuff. If you're sitting there watching, wait or waiting for their out of ten score for something, then, well, you know you've got more problems. I think you, you, I think you need to, you need to do more than have someone say to you they're bad hmm. because if you like Star Fox anyway, you're going to go out and buy the game and give it a try regardless of what you hear. Mm, I don't know, I don't know. Like a lot of people look for reviews. I mean, I did. If that game, there are plenty of Nintendo games I haven't bought recently that have got terrible reviews. That if they would have got good reviews, I would have bought. Okay, so, so I don't put much stock in it because, for instance, like Mirror's Edge Catalyst has got kind of eh. reviews, kind of you know, slightly bordering on more positive yeah. meh well, that's than, fine. than anything else. But had it have got you know three out of tens across the board, you're telling me you would have paid thirty quid for it. I would have paid 30 quid for it. Really? I wouldn't have paid full price for it. See, 30, that's, that's quid, 30 quid is a full price game with you, pretty much. But every time I pre-order a game, it's usually less than 30 quid. Again, different streets, isn't it? Again, mm. it, on the PC, it's probably only about 30 or 40 quid mm. um, compared to 54 to oh, 60 crazy, quid, man. I think, for some of the mm. top things. Um, if we're to get back on track with the free-to-play with game... With the news podcast. <laughs> that's happening yeah, later. That's fine. Yeah. Um, then I think the eventual model will be is you'll have the free-to-play games and then you'll have PC games. I think we're gradually heading that way. And the indie stuff will be the interesting stuff. And every interesting game I've played this year, that I've, every game I've truly enjoyed this year, aside from Overwatch, has been pretty much an indie game. Mm. Here, here. Yeah. Right. Which says they're the ones that are less concerned about making money because they haven't got to go to the this shareholders the and go, I would like a pot of money to make this, this game. This is the thing. They're companies that will 
they haven't got any uh, predetermined standards. They haven't got existing fans saying, this is what we want you to mm. do. They are free to come up with a vision and say, what can we do that's unique that we can do with our game? Mm. This is my... This is why... I do, this is... This is how I feel like Nintendo do approach things, but are constantly put down for doing it. And this is... My worry is that people are like constantly like badgering them to stop doing what what you've just commended indie games developers. Well, maybe people see them as just another corporation. Yeah, and that's well, mm. I don't know. I don't know why. This 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 is the thing. It's, oh, well, that's why I don't know either. I'm just I'm throwing it out. Mm. Maybe people look at Nintendo and they go, you know, it's just like Microsoft or it's just like Sony. It's just it's just another big company plowing out the same old shit. Mm. Maybe think, that's it. And but I they look at the indie. I mean, I. I would agree with Dan wholeheartedly. The games I've played this year that I've enjoyed the most were ones developed by indie developers. But generally ones with a pedigree as well. Like Inside I played because I love Limbo. But it's it the the, the Nintendo things that they could they could make make something really positive from Pokemon Go and from these mini consoles. And I think to do that, if you want people to buy the NX, you have um, a special app on the NX for Pokemon Go. And you're, I'm almost certain there will be something like that. Oh, guaranteed, guaranteed. Mm. Um, and if and you, I think you, smartphone support is going to be an obvious choice. Link mm. being able to link to your smartphone in some way. I think you'll be able to store. You can store 250 Pokemon on Pokemon Go. I think you'll have like an unlimited. Uh, I amount. see you have like a storage bank, and they'll yeah. ha- release more Pokemon out into the wild. And yeah, that's a fair point. They've always done that interconnect- interconnectivity between the handhelds and the consoles, like. Yeah, they've had like link cables to connect your um, GBA to the GameCube, and um, be able to connect your DS to the Wii. And they'll sell a so. ton of consoles on that alone. I think as long as this stays, that's the thing. I think this is maybe short lived. Yes, and because me to me, was the other yeah. um, like big, the huge download at the start. Yeah. Like a huge amount, like ten million people downloaded yeah. it. Like in the first this, month, it was like this... one of the fastest selling things. But Apparently, like the user base just dropped off instantly. This is something else, though. This is this this is being done. Da- the last couple of weeks, this has been downloaded more than Twitter and Facebook, apparently. <laughs> so it, it, this wow. this is crazy. And mm. I say I'm not exaggerating when I say fifty percent of the people when I was wandering around the park were playing this game. Crazy! It is unbelievable. And I think there is a there's a chance that what it could mean is you might get a console, an NX console that does a number of different interesting things. And I think well, they keep telling us it's yeah. going to be a, a new way to play, and they keep mm. telling us, like they've, they've said again, like people were saying, this is the thing, people mm. were saying to them, please, Nintendo, just make a powerful console that just uses a normal controller and plays all of the third party games. That's what people wanted, and they said, no, nope, not happening. This is a new way to play, something completely different. Um, and uh, you know they've they've already made the point when people are talking about graphics. They've said we're not concentrating on ter- teraflops. They don't care about any teraflop. But it's so. Uh, I, I think it's it's an interesting year for Nintendo that if they if they can take on board what's been popular and as, as much as that might pain you to to, to hear it, mm. then maybe they can incorporate that into an NX that'll sell really well. Maybe the NX will have a longer life than the Wii U did. Um, and maybe they'll make some money off it that they can pump back into games, which they've always seemed keen on doing anyway. I think um, I think there's a lot of people in Nintendo's R&D and, and head office at the moment running around going, they said what? A new way to play? 
<laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Was, was it the <laughs> thing I heard? What the fuck does that mean? The person that had the hardest job was the person they sat down and go, right, so the Wii was really popular, right? What are we going to do with the Wii U? The person that had to come up with I a new innovative design. I should but... not advertise it. <laughs> no, no, but as in literally, <laughs> what do you do after you've had you, what yeah. is lightning in the bottle? Lightning in the bottle, which is the Wii. Yeah. Which exactly. is the one that just completely just just shunned. They have a doing it because it's not. This isn't a flash in the pan for no. them really because they've done it with the DS. They did, it, they did it with the NES. They've done it with the DS. Yeah. They did it with the Wii. But you, you said it yourself. It's been a, a downward. Oh, the console sales yeah. before. If you take out the Wii out of the equation, yeah. the Wii U slots right in yeah. with the downward trajectory of mm. since NES, Super NES, N sixty four, GameCube, and um, Wii U. It's a it's a steady arc down mm. because the console user base is going down. It's not even just Nintendo. Uh, well, the PS four and Xbox One have all sold more than their previous predecessors. Okay, well then that's what actually I just said it's yeah. not true. So the yeah. so the the downward hand yeah. that you were doing. Yeah. Actually, what we need to do is we need to tilt it <laughs> by ninety degrees, and actually the hand goes up, Sean. But hmm, this is interesting. PS Four is look up like total console user base. So when you spread it across the entire market, rather yeah. than like individual companies. PS Four. I'm going to draw no, no, a graph. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> of I'm 90% certain the PS4 is the top selling console no, no, no. yeah the or, PS4 yeah. definitely is but I'm saying like no actually the Wii, uh, the 3DS if you take into account handhelds really, yeah I think 3DS so, so why, here's what I was going to ask right so the 3DS I thought was advertised pretty badly as well yeah so why is that still why is which console was that for uh, this is for all anything... consoles ever no just uh Consoles that aren't Nintendo. <laughs> this is going going up. <laughs> so why is the 3DS still so popular? Um, I don't know. Like when the I Wii, the Wii U, they advertised it no differently than the way they advertised the Wii U. Is it just the games? Is just it's not the games because I would hundred percent say the games on Wii U are better than 3DS. The 3DS games, whole, yeah. The library is much better. <laughs> <laughs> what does that signify, Tom? <laughs> to know, Tom. This is uh, this is um, uh, this is Nintendo sales figures. So, yeah. as you can see, so I'm uh, seeing um, I'm seeing like it. It starts with a curve. Yeah, like a, a quite um, a rounded so this, rounded curve. Yeah. So so this is this is Nintendo forming. Okay. This yeah. is the NES. Can you? Um, we're gonna start. Okay. This yeah. NES. This is the Super NES. So now we're getting and to then, uh, then like a straight up. point up. This so is, I'm seeing yeah. there was like there was the this, rounded curve. Then there's like a it sort of curves back in on itself. Yeah. And then there's a, a this, strong sharp line straight this, up. This is the Wii. Sharp line up here, and that then curves around again at the top. Yeah. Down. And then you've got a very sharp. Sharp plummet, then. Yeah. yeah. And then, much like there was at the, the first rounded yeah. and curve, this, there's a very similar. In fact, the whole thing is symmetrical. NX. Yeah. So, so this is yeah. So this is the NES. Oh, hang on. Put upside down writing. NES. Yeah. Wii. NX. Okay. C. So where's the Wii U? Is the DS? Yeah, this is the N60. How did you do a four upside down? <laughs> Like that? Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. So is the the jizz is that the DS because that sold really well? Sorry, the, the, the um 
What? Is that like a... Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I meant, I meant, oh, yeah. Cheers, it stands for uh, Gross Investment Sales. Uh, okay, yeah. Nice. With, with a Z instead of an S, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. Um, so, there we go. I see. This, this, is, this is sales. It definitely makes more sense now that I can visualise it. It's beautiful. I love it, Tom. Brilliant. I'm putting that on Facebook. <clears throat> Excellent. <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? That's, that's the sort of thing that goes viral. Not for good reasons. It might be the picture for the podcast as well this week. Um, and obviously, it's all it's all good natured yes. um, debate. Isn't yes, it? definitely. It's um, it's debate. It's, it's <laughs> no, like it's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like I always say. I don't operate from any particular ground or firm belief. I just. Because, like I say, I have a console, but if I had my way, I'd be playing on the PC at every turn. <clears throat> yeah. Because I t- it's just more flexible. You can do more with it. I don't... I mean, I'm able to consume more games with a console. Well, I agree. I think standard games, like... This is, I don't really think we need a, so a, a PlayStation or an Xbox. <clears throat> well, if we did need one, we could have one. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a bit pointless, and... This is why, like, I don't agree when people say they just want another one of those with the Nintendo patch on it. They just want another similar thing. It's like, why? Why Why bother having that? I've already got two. There's already one too many. Mm-hmm. Let's just let them occupy their own little world and just do random little things that we can all just then, like, buy as quirky sort of niche products that we go oh, that does something different that's, the, um, that's like new and different I'm not going to get that experience what, on like PC a, I'm not going to get that on a console like a mini NES <laughs> it's the silly hating on each other, <laughs> on the, uh, each other's thing that gets up my goat is like you say because at the end of the day I, I hear a lot of people saying stuff like for example Uncharted 4 is amazing like you you, mm. you fucking Xbox whores like you you're missing out on stuff it's like I'm not missing out on anything it's Uncharted 4 mm. I could I could go around someone's house and play Uncharted 1 and I'm pretty sure my experience of that would be pretty much the same as if I played Uncharted 4 I, mean, um, I don't feel like I'm missing anything and I don't feel like my life is going to be incomplete because I didn't play the fourth game in a franchise that a lot of people are saying even though the fourth version was good fun and got good reviews, was like, oh, it's just it's just Uncharted. It's think, the same old formula. I think what you're trying to say is that PS4s are dickheads, yeah? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's... It's very tricky because it's never going to work. And to be quite honest, there's, there, and this is probably another argument for another day, mm. Nintendo shouldn't even be considered in the same breath as the Xbox... Uh, as Microsoft and Sony anyway. I think that's what you were trying to say, Sean. I think it's, it should be this, this but, quirky thing. as I was saying, they are. And they may come out slightly badly because of that comparison. Um, and it might be a two against one sort of thing. Well, look, these two are doing that. Why is that one not doing it? Um, and it's just going to go on and on and on and on until one of them stops doing what they're doing and decides to go and make pachinko machines <laughs> <laughs> so that was the news <laughs> so okay so so just a couple more things so uh, this that went on longer than expected okay Everyone okay ready for that? are we going to start 
Are we going to go around the table? What do we want to do? Can do. I don't mind. Um, yep. So, Nintendo announced Mini NES. No, we've done that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Pokemon <laughs> Go. Just one extra thing about Pokemon Go. Apparently, people have seen uh, the gyms in Area 51, and they're all empty, because hopefully people in Area 51 aren't playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> there we go. That's all I got to add to that. That's pretty awesome. The sixth elusive target from the new Hitman game is out. It's called The Twin. If you've got the game, go and do it now before he runs off. Or she runs off. You done it? No, not yet. No. I've got 48 hours. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Warwick Davis confirmed for Rogue One. Yeah, he's in the he's in the little trailer bit. He's in the trailer. Yeah. Sean. <laughs> oh, Sean he is. Um, Skull Island pictures have been released and they show a massive skull. Oh. Skull Island from the Kong. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Has cool. a skull. It's got a big skull. Hmm. Mm. It's called Skull Island. It's called yeah, Skull Island, yeah. So it's not just a clever name. Not just a clever name. Okay. Well, it's so quite like, a clever name. It's called yeah. Skull Island and there's a big skull in it. Like the, the, the well, what shit, do you want, Tom? The shitty Beatles <laughs> in uh, Wayne's World. I want everything to have a SNES controller. I want everything to go back to. <laughs> That's my joke. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, Telltale Batman, the first episode mm. of this game, <laughs> is out in August. Yes. So excited. Yes. About that. Oh, God, yeah. Looks amazing. I love adventure games. I just love Batman. Batman. I I, I, like the Walking Dead games, so that should be good. I'm looking forward to seeing Batman having to make some difficult decisions and punching people in the face. Uh, Yeah. Shall I use butter or utterly buttly? (laughs) Sure. I got nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, China, for Nintendo yeah. China aren't at all interested in the Ghostbusters film, so you won't be able to see it in China because they're not just they just ain't buying it. They just don't want it. Yeah, shit, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gog.com. Any users? EA have put Dragon Age Origins, Dead Space, and SimCity Three Thousand oh, really? on Gog this weekend. That's tempting. And they are at very good reduced prices. So if you are that way inclined and you like your stuff that was previously available on Origin DRM free. Mm-hmm. Go to gov.com, it's all there. Get involved. Dead Space is one of my favourite ever games. Absolutely, me too. And being a fan of Event Horizon, Mm. um, it's definitely one of those ones you should pick up. Definitely. Um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones have been including in in Emmy nominations, which is interesting. Shit, Sam. Great great series as well. Yeah, you're you're a fan, aren't you? Huge. Well, uh, Tom, um, I quite like the Marvel stuff, just in general. I don't know if I've mentioned that, yeah. Oh, cool. No, you're pretty... um, Keep that stuff under wraps. Yeah, so Daredevil and Jessica Jones is pretty good. Uh, cool. Yeah, anybody more? I have, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the remaster. There's a new trailer out showing seven minutes um, of the first level of the remaster. And while it looks very nice, very mm-hmm. pretty, uh, it's just the same game. I think everyone should calm the fuck down mm. and um, sit back down and shut up about it no Tom I can't wait to pay 80 quid for that yeah absolutely I can't wait to get it because I've bought Infinite Warfare which is now set so far in the future that it doesn't it just look looks like Halo it, it, yeah, exactly. it just looks like but at the same time I watched the trailer and went yeah I'll buy that no I'm not interested I haven't bought a Call of Duty game for a while well, Black Ops 3 and it was shit so uh, I, no, no. I think it was shit. There we go. I should probably say that. That's a good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it controls just... are bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do. I'm not a big Jim Sterling fan while we're here, but that's he's a bit of a prick. Um, okay, so no Xbox press conference at Gamescom this year, and the games they announced that they're going to be showing are the games they announced at EA 
EA, E3, E3 got there eventually. God. Well, that's just them all over, isn't it? Really? Yeah, that says that that's not. It's concerning. That means we haven't seen Crackdown three since last year. Oh my god! That game looks amazing, though. Yeah, so, no. Okay, so No Man's Sky's got a trailer, uh, and they're focusing on the fact that you'll be able to explore. And I'm not kidding. The number was eighteen quintillion planets. <laughs> now Can't, I think that's a made-up number. I can't wait to go to the different quintillion planets, the 18 different, 18 quintillion different planets, and see what colour the dinosaurs are on each of those planets. Or <laughs> yeah. um, the dinosaur is on yeah, planet. Yeah. yeah, which dinosaur it is on each of the planets, yeah. That game just looks like it might be really boring. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, sadly. Um, I, I, I love the idea of exploring, and, and, and just it's been hyped up so much, I guess, and it's going to be shit. I love procedurally generated games. Yes. When it works and there's yeah. variety, or at least it works in the sense of like FTL, Fast yeah. and Light, when you manage to ship, that is a procedurally generated mm. galaxy in the sense that your experiences won't be uh, the same as your previous playthrough. Um, mm. But it's the sort of, there is only one way of playing the game. Mm. So you're basically doing the same things, but it's all a bit different. Yeah. Um, Whereas with this, where it's kind of, let's go out and explore the galaxy and 18 quintillion planets, I, I just find the idea of landing on all these planets and just experiencing the same thing over and over again is probably what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Fly from A to B, see the same sights. Yeah. Fly from A to B, see the same sights on a different planet, coloured. So, yeah, the, the least interesting parts of Mass Effect, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, the bits that didn't work, Mass yeah, Effect, yeah. or at least the bits that the reviewers said didn't work, they're bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim Sterling just flat out said that the Xbox is a bad console as well. Yeah, it is. But, so. but as we've already explained, he's a prick. Yeah, there's, there's that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't get the, I don't get all the hype with him. He does say, some of his videos are really good, and he does make some very interesting points, but... Anyway, I, I watched one recently actually to do with. Um, did either of you hear about the CSGO Lotto debacle? Yes. Mm. yes. Yeah, he did a good um, kind of 10 minute long slagging off of the people on there, which I quite enjoyed. To be yeah. yeah, he does bring up some good points. He's just a bit of a dickhead. But yeah. mm. uh, Star Trek Reactions, the new film, been very positive apparently. Yes. Justin Lin sounds like he's done a good job. Yes. So that's interesting. That's good. Yes. Got Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, its new skirmish mode that is coming in that update is going to feature an offline play mode. OMG, Roffle, what the fuck? They don't get it, do they? No, they just don't understand. Um, uh, Harley Quinn meets Rob Gronkowski. That's a crossover one for the Gridiron Gentleman podcast, potentially, there. Um, there's a, a video of Margot Robbie um, talking to. So hot. She, she, he is. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and Rob Gronkowski sitting there wearing the Daddy's Little Monster T-shirt, and he's meant to be her therapist, basically. Uh, I think I would like a night out with Harley Quinn and Rob Gronkowski. That would be awesome. Yeah, Fair dues. Cool. Uh, two very quick bits of Fallout news. Yep. Fallout Shelter, the little uh, app, meant to be fun. Yeah, is on the PC now, mm-hmm. and uh, the Fallout Four Vault Tech Workshop DLC has been given a release date, July 26th, which is quite cool. So. You know, if you want to, you can download that and you can build a vault. Um, Fox have released images. We're scraping the barrel. No, I've got a few bits. No, no, I'm saying we're scraping the barrel with with DLC like that. Yes, yeah, definitely. Build a vault. No one really wanted that stuff. We just want adventures in a post-apocalyptic world. I'll do a couple of Batman ones then, potentially, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, you bat away. Um, Fox releases Court of Owls uh, image for the next series of Gotham. 
uh, Court of Hells is the storyline put together by Scott Snyder, my, one of my favourite Batman writers. Uh, and it's basically about the idea, this idea that there's a group of people that know Gotham better than Batman and they live in between the floorboards. It's the, they don't really live in between the floorboards, but the, the, that's their tagline. It looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and Steve Jackson Games, creators <gasps> of Munchkin, have put together with Cryptozoic, they've announced a Batman animated series dice game. Which I will be buying the shit out of. So Steve Jackson, yeah, man alive, does he make some really shitty games? Munchkin's great. Munchkin's all right, but uh, we bought one recently called um, Mars Attacks the Dice Game. Yeah, and it is totally pants. It's basically flick a dice onto a target. Okay. It, honestly, like here's his quality because I love zombie dice. Yeah. Zombie dice is brilliant. It's great fun. Munchkin's all right. I can see why people like it. But he's done, um, there's one called Cthulhu Dice, which is just utter shite. It's just like pure mm. random, let's roll a dice, take tokens and random encounters. And it, yeah, I wouldn't get too excited is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait. There's, um, a, there's a good chance it'll be shit and you'll be disappointed. Cool. We've got two bits of news left, so. Me too. Uh, there's a very exciting thing, a game I've been looking forward to for a very long time, ever since I saw it in PC Gamer about nine months to, t- to a year ago. Event square bracket zero, okay. where you play uh, a guy on a, I think it's either a spaceship or a space station, mm-hmm. um, and you're on your own, and the only thing else with you is the sh- uh, the ship or the station's AI mm-hmm. that you have to befriend um, to get yourself out of it because it's quite a possessive AI. Um, played from a first person point of view it's going to be out in September that sounds good it's kind of got haunting overtones of um, that excellent Sam Rockwell film Moon Moon. that's a great film so yeah enjoy that I'm I'm really looking forward to it someone said they didn't like Sunshine the other day it's one of those films I don't understand how someone couldn't like Mm. it that's brilliant as in uh, with the Killian Murphy Killian Murphy yeah Danny Boyle sorry it's just a great sci-fi film it's a really good film yeah um, great cast. Yeah, really good cast. It's got um, uh, Mark, who uh, uh, plays Captain Pinbacker. Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant. Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. Yeah. And then Chris Evans, Rose Byrne. Yeah. Cillian Murphy as well. Yeah. Rose Byrne's um, Okay, so uh, two final bits of news. Uh, the Rock has not ruled out a potential presidential run. <laughs> I was going to end with that. Uh, I, think I feel like I've blown my load a little bit here. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't read anything further than the headline for that, but that's all I really needed. <laughs> so, Can you imagine him as president? Gets even bigger, becomes president. Well, he's already apparently the world's highest paid actor. Is he really? Yeah, I thought that was Robert Downey Jr. No, I don't know. I thought The Rock was there. Anyway, it might have just been a clickbait article. And Overwatch news, which excites me no end. Yes. Uh, Devo is getting a buff. The, uh, Zenyatta is also getting a buff as is I think who was the other one Mercy I think potentially okay. and Zenyatta and Diva are my two favourite characters nice um, and also everyone's going crazy for the new character they've announced Anna who is a sniper healer which is great apparently but I haven't seen it because it's on PC only so yeah there's that my final bit of news uh, is uh, not so much news itself rather than uh, news on the site that actually uh, put this new story up there. Mm-hmm. GameSpot have revealed that Alien Covenant is, <clears throat> in inverted commas, will be a dark horror film. What? Yes. Stop the press. 
So, on that note, that's the news. Cool. Um, I thought we had someone else who was going to read some new stories then coming in. I don't know whether that's... I don't think there's anyone coming in. I think we've just got a few recordings of some Pathé, a Pathé news recording. Oh, yeah. Well, from earlier this week. Yes. From potential, yeah, some of the news that we've put up on the site ourselves. Oh, God, so, yeah. that came out. Sorry. That's all right. Yes. That's going to be impossible to edit out. So, okay. You know, there's that. Um... So th- this this is out of character, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what story would you like? Um, I'll just read the headlines. George R. R. Martin confirms Game of Thrones quote was always about the tits. <laughs> uh, Xbox One owners still recovering from Scorpio announcement. Uh, Suicide Squad film will have a plot, says studio. Uh, Marvel Universe film fans most forgiving fans ever. And Star Wars Battlefront sequel to focus on politics. Fuck it, do the Marvel one is what I'd say, but that's just... What do you think, Sean? Was the worst that's thing? fine with me, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, so let's wind up the Pathé newsreel. <laughs> Marvel News film fans, most forgiving fans ever. A recent Snap survey has revealed that Marvel Universe film fans are the most forgiving the world has ever known, even in the face of an epic film franchise that is slowly draining the life and the soul out of every single one of their favourite comic book characters and replacing them with twats. (laughs) Denny Pennywise Guy, an ardent Captain America fan, told TMT OOH, The movies are so good, they take all the twee and patriotic patriotic character traits of Captain America and blow them out of all proportion. The Steve Rogers in the films is basically just a massive goody two-shoes who can't let his brainwashed mass-murdering friend actually pay for his crimes or accept a little bit of government regulation in return for basically being able to destroy a city without any repercussions at all. Actually, that sounds really mental now I've said it out loud. I thought I was enjoying it, but it's all ruined, isn't it? Oh God, nothing makes sense anymore. I even thought Robert Downey Jr. was doing a good job as Tony Stark and wasn't just a preening older version of Shia LaBeouf who can only act as the same character in every film he's ever acted in during his entire career ever. Interesting news. It is impossible not to bite, you're right. (laughs) It is. I've just been biting hard on my finger. (laughs) It's just... Okay, I'll I'll, um, I'll sweeten it with um, with the suicide. Squad. I want to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> suicide Squad film will have a plot, says Studio. <laughs> the long-awaited Suicide Squad film is to feature a storyline of sorts, despite criticism that it's just going to be two hours of Margot Robbie in hot pants while Jared Leto lies on the floor laughing like he's trapped his balls in a window, <laughs> and also Will Smith. Some early plot details uncovered by TMTOOH indicate that the titular squad will be made up of a ragtag bunch of super-powerful supervillains who for some reason are unleashed on the world to save it, despite all evidence pointing to the quite clearly fact being the opposite of their intentions and a really stupid idea if ever I heard one. Even Batman is tipped to make an appearance in a pivotal scene of him sitting in the Batcave wearing just his underpants while watching looped footage of Batman vs Superman crying out in anguish and swigging from a bottle in a brown paper bag. Jeffrey Peffins, a DC Comics fan, said, I'm not even a fan of Suicide Squad, but the trailers have made me want to go and see it and then buy it on DVD and Blu-ray and never open my curtains or leave my room again until the Harley Quinn film is released. Also interesting news. It is, yeah. Tom, you've got to put these up on the site. They're great. (laughs) As angry as the first one made me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Excellent. Right, we done? Yeah. Excellent. There's so, like four more there that we can put up on the side. Yeah, do it. Um, put them all up. Put even the ones we've we, we Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, that's it. 
Um, a bit of a weird one this week because we ran over with um, one of our news topics. Um, but I think it's fun. I think it's insightful. Uh, I think we'll probably have the same argument probably in about two weeks' time because we always <laughs> eventually loop back round to it. So um, it's not an argument. It's just a differing of opinions. It is. Yes. Sorry. It is. Yes. Yes. Just argue with me about that as well. Then. Won't yeah. You? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a differing of opinions. Obviously, we're still friends. Just so you know. Right. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, so we're going to go now. If you'd like, we will get to that topic. We'll definitely do it next week. I promise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just keep oh, putting it off. Yes, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's good because I left my notes in my car. My car's miles away, so that, it's, it worked out really well. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, contact us uh, on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash TNT OOH, on the Twitters, which is at 2NT OOH. Uh, there's loads of articles going up this week, especially some of these Pathé Newsreel-esque uh, satirical articles that Tom's been writing that no doubt just to write, wind me and Sean up. Um, and uh, they'll be on the site, which is just tmtoh.com. And you can email us, and I, maybe you have been, <laughs> which is just talk to us at tmtoh.com. Talk to us, please. We will be checking the email us. at the end of every month. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Or as Sean said in the last podcast, if you're going to email us, could you let <laughs> us know on Facebook that you've emailed us so that we know to check the... <laughs> Could you give us a call and just let us know you've emailed us? <laughs> so, a bit helpful. It got a bit serious in the middle, but a bit of a silly one. Uh, next week promises to be silly with the, the corporations if we ever get around to it. I just like the fact that we're always innovating, that we're never really held to like one sort of idea. Anyway, we've time to go now. So, <laughs> thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye! Bye.